take. Meanwhile, an Islamic extremist from Luton who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. Abu Rahin Aziz was yesterday convicted in his absence, as Matt Proger reports. Abu Rahin Aziz is a British extremist from Luton who's spoken in support of ISIS, the jihadist group at the heart of the recent unrest in Iraq. He's posted videos on YouTube. In May last year, Abu Aziz was arrested by police for a violent attack on a man leaving a pub in central London. The victim was set upon by a group of Islamists who had been protesting outside the American embassy nearby. Aziz left the UK in March while on bail and the BBC's been told he headed to Syria to fight with jihadists. Firefighters have tackled a blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton. They were called to the derelict Westley home at around 10.15 last night. Around 25 firefighters plus an aerial platform were at the scene until around 5 o'clock this morning. The cause is being investigated. A van driver has been killed in a crash on the M40 on the Buckinghamshire-Oxfordshire border. It happened just before 7 o'clock yesterday evening when his van was in collision with an H. GV on the southbound carriageway between Junction 6 for Watlington and 5 at Stoke and Church. The motorway was closed for several hours. Parents at a Berkhamsted school are calling for improvements to a dangerous junction. It comes as a charity for sustainable travel meets with MPs today to discuss how to make it safer and easier for children to walk and cycle to school. Parent Sarah Green doesn't let her two children cross the junction where Kings Hill Way meets Kings Road and Shooter's Way. I don't think it's safe for, for anybody. I wouldn't even like to cross the road there you you do feel like you are taking your life in your hands even driving is you know you need to be aware just because you're on the main road doesn't mean to say that someone who doesn't understand the junction isn't going to pull out on you in sport, holders Spain are out of the World Cup after losing 2-0 to Chile. Tonight it's England versus Uruguay with Liverpool's Luis Suarez expected to return for the South American side. The weather cloud breaking up to leave a warm and sunny day. Maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Got the canal, the Blue Lagoon, just all the open spaces for the kids. And all this week, we're featuring Bletchley. Quite diverse, quite a lot of people have been here a long, long time. We've lived in Bletchley for well over 45 years. It's all about where you live. We get all the benefits of being in a new city, but also the benefits of being in what I would call a small market town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. I didn't know whether to look at you or her bum. I just didn't know. I didn't know. Coming up later, a lady who's fascinated with fascinators. That's a real thing, guys, that I heard on a real radio station yesterday. Yeah, we won't be hearing it on this one. Well, I don't know if you're fascinated with fascinators. Now I know what a fascinator is. Then why don't you give us a call? Yep, nothing. They trailed it on. It's a real thing on the radio station, Matt. A BBC radio station. Well, that's a BBC for you, the best journalism. No, hang on. No. We were, I was being sarcastic. Uh, so was I. OK. <laughs> Kelly's not here. She's at Ladies' Day. It's Ladies' Day at Ascot. I don't understand what Ladies' Day is. Because, like, men and horses still go anyway, don't they? The men and horses are still allowed. I think men and horses are the standard. 
But what? So what are the ladies? It's the horses. Get, it's when you get to jazz yourself up a little bit. But not the, the dress has to be uh, knee length or below. Yes, if it's above the knee, then you will the uh, will not be involved in the Ascot Day. That's the rule. I don't see the fascination with uh, fascinators. Fascinators. There we go. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Yes, we are that desperate for content this morning, guys. Coming up: big bowls, dodgy crossings, and shiny poles. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555. You can call in about pretty much anything you want today. Please. No, yes. Plez, plez. Yes, plez, plez. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that um, we're light, but our, our, our lead story is about badminton. So, you know, just... It's, it's a good important. story. It's an important it's a, story. It's a good, it's a good story, actually. He might not say the phones are light. It's a good story, but... Uh, we, we do need your... And it is a good story, because Badminton England's plans to move their headquarters to the Milton Keynes Bowl could be under threat. The £20 million project is an integral part of the redevelopment of the landmark. But the BBC has discovered Badminton England may be at least £2 million short of the money it needs to make it happen. Well, Catherine Boyle has uh, had her keen badminton eye on this story for quite some time. Catherine, what did Badminton England propose for the bowl? Well, Badminton England's proposals include a 17-court world-class badminton facility, including a 3,000-seater arena, a fitness club and athlete accommodation. So they're not playing games here. This was a big facility. Well, they, they would be playing badminton. they are badminton, playing badminton, then, yeah. The National Badminton Arena would see their headquarters move from their um, Bradwell Road base in Loughton, where they've been since the year 2000. And originally it was hoped the new facility would open in spring next year, but work hasn't started yet at all, despite planning permission having mm. been granted. Now, the arena is an integral part of Milton Keynes Council's much-heralded attempts to create a sporting legacy in the city, a legacy of the, of the Rugby World Cup, of course. And it's a cornerstone of the MK Bowl development, which also includes separate plans for a giant water theme park and uh, an international training facility. So what's gone wrong? Well, Craig Lewis, our Milton Keynes reporter, really, he's the one that um, can take credit for all this. Yep. He's been speaking to a very senior source within Milton Keynes Council who's told him that he's seen figures which show that Badminton England is between two and four million pounds short of where it needs to be to complete the 17-court facility. Gosh, is that all? Well, it's a lot of money. And, yeah. our, and our source described Badminton England's project management as abysmal. They may have something to say about that. We're going to be speaking to them later on. And also suggested that they were concerned considering abandoning the bowl development in favour of a smaller arena in the Leisure Plaza area of Milton Keynes. Now, Badminton England, you'll be speaking to later, as I say, they've assured us that they remain committed to the MK Bowl, but admitted they may not have enough money to build all 17 courts. Instead, they may have to settle for a 12-court arena. How can they be up to £4 million short? That's a huge miscalculation, isn't it? Well, that's something you can put to them. The whole planning process here has got a little bit complicated. Basically, the funding for the new arena depended on a mix of grants from charities such as Sport, England and from the sale of the land at their old headquarters in Loughton. Badminton England's chief executive Adrian Christie's admitted to the BBC that there are issues around the sale of that piece of land and they may not get as much money for it as they expected. That's what's happened. The whole deal at Loughton was hugely controversial in the first place. The land to be sold is next to a popular lake and residents believe the proposed 102 home development would destroy the natural beauty of the area. So Very messy but surely you said Badminton England they they can just build a smaller arena at the bowl can't they? That's what they're saying but it may not be as simple as that the existing planning permission is for a 17 court facility and politicians including the new council leader peter marland who's spoken out against the sale of the land at loughton believe that any proposal for a 12 court facility would have to go through the council's development control committee again and that may not be the easiest thing in the world the bowl and the loughton uh, housing development plans are inextricably linked and those housing plans were passed through without any affordable housing by the now ousted conservative administration now they believe the city's sporting legacy was more important than social housing at this particular site. Without at least 30% affordable housing in place the new Labour Council may decide to turn down the application but that in turn would scop up Badminton England's proposals for the bowl. Uh, Craig Lewis has done all the, the dirty work on this. Craig, excellent stuff indeed thank you very much. Can I, can I just say I'm shocked when you said a 3,000 seater arena to watch badminton yeah? Yeah. I, 
I don't get... It's just it's just um, slow tennis, isn't it? But you went and watched all kinds when you, when you went to the Olympics and that. I didn't go and watch all kinds. I watched the Paralympic female weightlifting. Right. Did Very... you think you were into that before? I saw four world records being broken in the space of an hour, which made me think... Mm. I know, but you went and gave it a try I, and enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. Oh, no, I enjoyed it. But badminton... Badminton is... Uh, and I say this with so much respect and love... Um, is for old women. My mother... No, it, it is, because it's really slow. My, Ooh, my no. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be on the end of one of those shuttlecocks when it's coming towards you at a gazillion miles per hour. They're pointy. Are you mad? I, you don't be afraid of shuttlecocks coming. They come to you at a very gentle pace. No, they don't. They whack them. Like I see, so. I can see in the reflection of the glass that... Um, <sighs> There's um, some air badminton being played next door. Matt next door, who's um, who's, uh, Alan Bennett's um, grandfather, is uh, (laughs) is filling in for Kelly Betts today, who's at Ascot, Ladies' Day. Do you get the badminton, Matt? I get the badminton. I like the badminton. It's uh, I think it takes much more skill than tennis, really. Jumping around. How can it take? How can something that's so slow and literally airy-fairy? Badminton. Have you seen them go bang, 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 bang? They go jug, boom, jug, boom, jug, boom. You're thinking of some kind of 70s um, sexy <laughs> film. Uh, 08459455555. I do not get the badminton. Well, maybe you will get the badminton when there's more badminton around. Well, there may not be more, but this, this may be my one chance to get it, and, I'm, and I'm, it's going it to slip through my fingers. 08459455555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. In Leegrave, the high street is closed between Oakley Road and Copperfields after a building fire. Also got some roadworks in Beaconsfield to watch out for, just near the M40 on the Collinswood Road. It's before you join the motorway. Also public transport, that's all looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, Alice. Hello. Hello, Alice Glossop. How's it going? How's it going? good. How are you? It's good, thanks. Do you get the badminton? Uh, yeah, I get it. What what is there to get? Uh, it's pretty. I think it's pretty fast paced. No, and I agree with um, Cass. Noise like. Ka-choo. Well, it's yeah, okay, <laughs> right. I it's not as fast paced as tennis. Or and here's here's something for you, ping pong. Ping pong is fast paced. But it's very on a small scale. Well, yes, it's, it's a table. It's, a, it's tennis yeah. on a table. <laughs> Imagine, that. Alice. Thank you very much. We'll discuss this later on. What on earth are you doing? What is that? That's badminton. That wasn't badminton, my friend. That was something completely different. Wow. Badminton does not compare to the magic of, of, of ping pong. Ping pong is a uh, ping pong is a game, isn't it? Ping pong. Ping pong. That's a bit like um, darts. That's not a sport. Shut up! You go and say that to a Chinese man. Go up to a Chinaman and say ping pong isn't a sport. And by the way, don't diss arrows. That is a sport. <laughs> you go up to someone from China and say ping pong's not a sport. You see what happens? You get a karate chop to the windpipe, or worse. 6.17. It's uh, Thursday, the 19th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. An Islamic extremist from Luton, who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London, has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. 
and firefighters have tackled a, bra- a blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton. The cause is being investigated. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Sport. Just walking through the gates gives you goosebumps with all eyes on centre court. The nerves, the excitement, who knows what will happen when they step onto the grass. And with so much talent in one place. This generation of tennis players has never been equaled. They have really taken the game up a notch. It's anyone's game. Wimbledon is special and the one that every player wants to win. Wimbledon 2014 starts Monday across the BBC.
Silly bands, right? Earth, Wind and Fire and the Stylistics. Aren't they silly bands? Aren't they silly bands? Who decided singing like that was okay? Well, Brian Wilson and Frankie Valli made it cool. Yeah, but they sang with other people. It was yeah. to top yeah. a, a, a rounded sound. You were you it. were making a sound sandwich in those days. Yeah, and that's um, just a sound flatbread. Matt, can you sing uh, falsetto? Okay, he shook his head there, guys. He shook his head. That means no, too, too much of a man. Too, too much of a man. Well, 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 big girls don't cry. No, hang on. Walk like a man. I don't think Frankie Valley's a very good singer. I don't know whether he's a good singer because of that way he sings. Ah, oh, big girls don't cry. Ooh-wee. He just does that. Yeah. Matt, can you do a falsetto? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Uh, Never send her to see you through. To be down. Do you have my respect, boss, yeah? Now, the transport charity Sustrans will meet MPs today. No, I've no idea what just happened either. I've literally no idea. Uh, Sustrans will meet MPs today to urge them to do more to get children walking to school, starting with ensuring they'll be safe from traffic. It's as if they've read the minds of a group of parents in Berkhamsted who fear a child will be hurt trying to cross the road to Ashland School. For once, the local councils need no convincing and has broken with policy by offering to pay for a lollipop person. End of story. No, beginning of story. Because no-one wants to do the job. Perhaps the £6.50 an hour they've offering isn't tempting enough. Our reporter, Matt Lockwood, was in Berkhamsted yesterday. It's a 90-degree bend on the main road with a feeder road coming in, as it were, on the elbow of that. So for children, that's why they've got so many different um, combinations of traffic and I don't know, maybe the road would benefit from having an island in the middle like you see for sort of pedestrian crossings so that at least they could make one journey to the middle of the road and then across, you know, concentrate on the other side of the road. Uh, That might be uh, another option. The fact that Ashlyn's is now the senior school in Berkhamsted, so you've got children coming from um, year seven, so 11-year-olds, 10-11-year-olds coming. Um, Yes, you want them where they've been able to walk to junior school. You want that to continue to their senior school. And it's a great shame if, if that exercise is being curtailed by a situation which could be remedied. And your children are 13 and 15. Uh, would you be comfortable with them walking through that area? No, not really, no. I don't, I don't think it's safe for, for anybody. I wouldn't even like to cross the road there. You, you do feel like you are taking your life in your hands. Even driving is, you know, you need to be aware. Just because you're on the main road doesn't mean to say that someone who doesn't understand the junction isn't going to pull out on you. I hear there are... You know, many accidents there. So you've tried to cross this crossing now, and I saw you standing at the other side of King's Road. You were looking around, trying to judge the traffic. How difficult is it to cross? Hard. You can't really see the cars coming, so it's not easy. And does your mum have concerns about you crossing this road and walking yeah, she home? She doesn't like me walking this way. 
thought I'd do it anyway. It's quicker, mm. easier to walk this way. And the council have made improvements. They've tried to realign the junction, but I see you, you ignored that completely and took the shortest route to cross the road. Yeah, well, I didn't really, I didn't really know that way was there until you've just said that. So. And how often do you cross this road? Uh, what every day? Every time I walk this way, which is not all the time, but any time that I walk this way. And do you, do you fear that uh, you know one day, you know something bad could happen if you if you're not careful? Yeah, yeah. It would worry me if my kids were crossing that junction. The, you know, the old layout, you cross the road once. But here, you know, the kids are coming along this side of Shooter's Way, and then they have to cross Shooter's Way and then recross the King's Road. So what it's done is it's substituted two crossings for one. <laughs> it sounds like a bit of a um, cock-up by the council, really. Yeah, well, you know, they got bad advice or something like that. But, I mean, it, it is a bit of, bit of a puzzle because the moment they start to delay it out, you could guess what was going to happen, and it, and it has. Matt Lockwood reporting there. Can Bobby Street is closed between the Oakley Road and Copperfields after a building fire. And on the speed sensors, the M1 London bound starting to build up between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise also starting to look busy around Junction 19 for Watford. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, there's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. An Islamic extremist from Luton who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. The United States is considering an Iraqi government request for airstrikes against the Sunni militants who've overrun parts of the country. And firefighters have tackled the blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton. The cause is being investigated. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The defending champions Spain have been knocked out of the World Cup after losing 2 0 to Chile. The ball is played across. Chance for Vargas. Kept his feet and scored. Casillas to his left. Packs it away. And then the shot is into the net. Chile have scored again. Defeat means Spain become the first defending champions to lose their opening two group games. It means Chile and the Netherlands progress from Group B. That's after the Dutch beat Australia 3-2. Also last night, Cameroon went out after a 4-0 defeat by Croatia. Tonight, of course, it's England versus Uruguay. Manager Roy Hodgson says they may not need to win both of their remaining group games. Four points could also qualify you. It could qualify Uruguay and Costa Rica as well. So we, we realise that it's not necessarily as drastic as two must-win games you could get through with four points not that we're really counting on that we're counting on if we're going to go through we need to win them both and it's an eight o'clock kickoff our time before that it's Colombia versus the Ivory Coast at five with Japan versus Greece at 11 in golf the women's US Open starts today at Pinehurst Lucy Williams is making her debut the Midhearts golfer says it could be the greatest moment in her career I think it might be probably one of the biggest moments ever in my career because it's probably the biggest women's tournament in the world in the game so yeah don't think much will top that in the future. And in rugby, England have made seven changes to their starting lineup for Saturday's third and final test against New Zealand. Meanwhile, Bedford's Aaron Morris starts at fullback for England under 20s in tomorrow's Junior World Cup final against South Africa, also in New Zealand. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, yeah. Catherine's joined me in my studio for the daily, as we're doing for the next few weeks, the daily World Cup roundup. Catherine, uh, what have you made of the World Cup so far? What did you think of last night's matches? Well, no one can say it's not an interesting tournament. Already a great upset with Spain, of course, well, having another disappointing game. It's the first time, uh, stat fans, it's the first time that the reigning World Cup champions have not got through to the final six. Great game, great game, but powerful. My, my overall observation of last night's game was: yes. what on earth is the Chilean national anthem all about? Oh, it makes no sense. At, I mean, I didn't understand the words. Of you, course. you speak a Dilingo as well, yeah, don't but you? I couldn't. It was all muffled. Yeah, uh, didn't seem to go with the music. Yeah, and then they went a cappella halfway through. What? Yeah, what was that? They, they broke it down. Yeah, they broke it down. You know what? You know, new country, we're getting new countries all the time. Yeah. Do you know who writes the theme tune? The theme tunes. Elton John. The, the national Mike Bat. Mike Bat. Does he? Mike. Was that a guest? Yes. Mike Bat writes the national anthems for most of the new countries. Wow. The Wombles guy. Yeah. The do Katie, they know that? The Katie Melua guy. Mm-hmm. There are ten million bicycles in Beijing. And apparently only one song. He um, sent that to China. They were having none of that. They yeah. didn't. They turned that one down. They said it was statistically incorrect. It would be. Um, and they should know they've got they kept a tally. Yeah. Um, I don't uh, anyway. Do anyway. Is that true or did you just make that up? No, I'm that's nodding as if I. It's. I'm you. sure it's true, and I'm sure I've asked him. Yeah, but he would say yes, wouldn't he? 
Would he? If it wasn't true, he wouldn't. Mike, would. ba- Mike Back seems a man of his word and indeed his honour. Really? Of course. Of course. Justin Dealey's the, 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 the music man. Morning, Just. Morning, boss. Mike Batts. Legend. Isn't he just? The man who makes ginger fashionable all over again. He writes national anthems for new countries. I think that's true, yes. There we go, you see? Dealey, mm. Dealey thinks He thinks it. it's true. Mm. Well, hang on a second, it's two to one. Yes. Plus, okay. with the greatest respect in the world, it's two gentlemen to one lady. Yep. All I'm saying is, I didn't know whether to look at you or her bum. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, boss. Yes, sir. You know, I'm not showing off here, but, uh, but me and but Mike, we're, uh, we're very good friends. Are you? Would you like me to uh, to call Mike for you and actually ask him the question? Would we ever? Hey, yes, yes please. Yeah, let's, we? let's call up Mike back. Hey, Mike, do you want to come on the show? Do you write national anthems? I genuinely you do, listen, yes. I ge- I, Mike back comes in for a lot of stick, right? And I don't know why, because he's written some brilliant songs. Mm. He also did the orchestration on one of my favourite albums, the XDC album. Uh, and the man's a legend, and yes. he just kept bubbling away the whole time. Let's get Mike Bat on the show, Just. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Every single Christmas, he makes it for me w- with the Wombles Christmas song. Every yep. year, I have a smile on my face because of Mike Bat. Wombling Merry Christmas. There yes. we go, you see. What can we do for you, Just? Well, uh, you sent me off to uh, ah. Lee Grave High Street this morning. Ah, yeah. Um, Are you there now? I'm here as well, we speak. Tell us what happened and what's going on now. Well, I'm on uh, just outside Wesley Care Home. This is a, a, an old care home, a derelict care home. It's 121 on the high street. Uh, There was a fire here overnight. Uh, Firefighters were called here at around 10.15. They left at around 5 o'clock this morning. 25 firefighters were here plus an aerial platform. Uh, There was a blaze. The blaze has been put out. Um, I can uh, see the old care home in front of me right now. Uh, The roof is missing. Uh, The road itself is cordoned off as you move up to the care home, but I can tell you this morning, Ian, that uh, it's certainly not affecting traffic. Um, everyone that I've spoken to in the area is saying to me, I didn't even know anything happened here last night. Oh. But quite a big fire that happened overnight. But I can tell you right now, the firefighters, they have put this fire out and they have now left and they will be investigating the cause of this fire. Does Can, I'm, can you smell it? Is, yes. Is there the heavy smell of an ex-fire in the air? There is actually, mm. because I, I was trying to find out where this home was, um, yeah. this old home. And, uh, and the only way I could really find it was by putting the window down and sniffing. And um, really, yes, yes absolutely. He's, true. Look at that! He's a yeah. news hound. That's brilliant. You got your schnozzle out. So okay. uh, yes, you can smell it in the air. But uh, the fire is it's, definitely out, okay. and the firefighters have left the scene. Justin, uh, we have two possible missions for you today. Yes, um, and you, we may end up doing both, or, or you can certainly take your pick at this stage. Mm. The first one, Catherine, you have a story in front of you in the newspaper. Catherine's found both of these, and they're cracking stories. I, I have, and I, I found this first of all because I was thinking of Kelly. Kelly, of course, has gone to Ascot. For Ladies' Day. For Ladies' Day. Yeah. Why's she going? I d- no idea. Don't well, be ri- Day. Come on. You're very daring when she's out of the building. Anyway, she's Did you find t- your um, phone and lighter, by the way, yesterday, Just? What? My phone? Your phone and your lighter, yeah. I found my lighter. Okay. What? Have you got both your phones? Yes. Okay, okay. fine. Um... Anyway, Christina Rianoff from Strictly Come Dancing, one of the dancers, was turned back from ladies uh, from uh, Ascot yesterday because she uh, didn't have a long enough dress on. Mm, she had right. a dress made out of betting slips. It's, I'd say it's probably about three inches above the knee. She was told to go and cover up. She later returned with a different frock on, same hat. How would she have a different frock on her? <laughs> it's got a spare one in the boot. Well, well really, I mean, really, who carries a spare outie yeah. with them? 
Or maybe she went to a local shop. OK, so she got she got told to cover up. So the question could be, Justin, yep. option A is... Have you ever been told to cover up? I bet you've been told loads of times, haven't you? Um, yes, I have, actually. Not just in the workplace. <laughs> but but uh, not in this country, abroad. Oh. You know, if you go to... It was in Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Come I'd on love now. to see you in Iran. Um, somebody said to me once, why are you wearing a vest top? Yeah. This is where you have breakfast. And I said, well, it's, it's hot. And they said, well, no, cover up. Yeah, mate. Or you're not eating. Where, so, what country was this? Uh, this was in the Caribbean a yeah, few years good, ago. Good for them. Well mm-hmm. done. Well done. They're well, right. What I would say, though, and I'm sure that people the back me up here. No nipples at dinner. No. Thank you. Ascot, it's tacky. I'm oh. sorry. I've been once. I will never go again. It is just tacky. Okay. Back me up, Bed Sarts and Bucks. I'll wait, 459-455-555. This is option two, or mm. B. I don't this is another one. I found this in the mail online. Would you dare to tell your wife she was fat? Oh, yes. These men broke the ultimate <laughs> taboo. <laughs> these men broke the ultimate taboo in marriage, but did their wives pay any attention? Now, some of these yeah. have told their wives, let's sort this out, a bit of a middle-aged spread going on. One of these fellas, a charming man, told her hours after she'd had her first child that she'd let herself go. The baby's out, let's start working it. Come <laughs> he on, He said, oh, guys. you have put some weight on, haven't you? I mean, at that point, you've got yeah. a flipping jelly belly. It doesn't feel like your own anyway. Gosh. You've just given birth. You've been through what feels like a horrible accident. I'm imagining you, Justin, mm-hmm. going up to some um, couples <laughs> and putting that question in, in, rather indelicately. Do you th- is, is that, is that yeah. the one that's grabbing your fancy? Uh, yeah, option B, definitely. And I, what I would say about that, actually, you know, two sides to this story. There's not. There's one side to the story, but carry on, yes. Okay, well, what I was going to say was, you know, if you look at this, you could say, well, if, if a man says to his wife, you're overweight, you could say, right, that person is totally out of order. No, that person is a good husband, because you get two types of husband. You get the husband who wants nobody to look at their wife, and they may well turn a blind eye if their wife is putting on weight. That person's a good husband, because they're saying to their wife, look, you have put on a bit of weight, I know you best, I love you, and I'm telling you, you need to lose some. Or is it really, really selfish? Are you saying, oh my gosh, you're becoming so fat. Ugh. This happened to me. Uh-oh. This happened to me. My husband had an accident and uh, couldn't play cricket for a summer, and he started to pack it on a bit. Yeah. Um, And... He'd also given up smoking, and um, so we replaced that with sweets. Yep, yep, <laughs> and he yep. started to spread out a little bit, and I sort of watched, and I thought, right, okay, give him, cut him some slack. He's, he's had a hard time. And then after a while, I said, and I put it, th- put it like this, and I did it because I love him, and because you know I wanted us to, you know, sort sort it out together. I said, look, you and I both, we're not getting any younger. Let's sort our diets out. Wow. Let's get bikes. And let's do a bit more exercise because we're sitting around at the moment, and I, and uh, I, I don't want to start putting weight on. And that's the way I put it. So you didn't say to him, listen, Mr. Boyle, you are becoming a fat chuffer. I kind of said you and I could do with losing a few. So that's a that's a clever way around it. They, no one wants the truth, though. It, it's the, the question. But I wouldn't want to suddenly look at myself in the mirror and think, flipping out, why didn't he tell me? Come on, guys, come on. Sorry? Let's just put it out there. Yeah, okay. okay. When, it, when it comes to Catherine and this story, do you know what? Great couple, very attractive couple, but going back a few years ago, you were both a bit porky. So, <laughs> exactly. So you, you, you've done the right thing, so you've had the conversation, and you've sorted it. You yeah. see, that's, this, is, this is what couples should be doing, Ian. Justin, if your girlfriend says to you, uh, you're in, you're in um, you know, you're buying some nice fancy clothes from, I don't know, Zara, H&M, something like that, and she comes out of the dressing room, and she says, Justin, does my bum look big in this? 
What are you going to say? Um, well, yeah. uh, hang on. Hang ah. on. You see, this conversation's a different conversation oh. to be having. If somebody says... It's all about my, honesty. Does my bum look big in this? And you may say, yes, but that could well be a compliment. Who wants to have <laughs> hey, look a at Kim bottom? Kardashian. Who wants a bottom that's not curvy if you're a lady? <laughs> that's, that's sexy, isn't it? So you'd say, yes, it does. Well done. It, it does. And you look fantastic. <laughs> Justin, take it to the streets. We'll speak to you later. Thank you, boss. Thank you. 08459 455 555. Would you tell your partner if they were getting a bit porky? I don't know if I could do it. a significant portion of this morning dissing the new Paddington movie. Yeah, mostly because of this photo in the paper. It's, it's it looks terrifying. terrifying. In the, and who's the... Colin Firth was going to be the voice of Paddington. Yeah. 
and then he's bottled out of it. He's, he's had enough. He said, I can't do it. Uh, and we've been, we looked at this terrifying bear and we've been dissing it. We've just watched the trailer. It looks brilliant. It looks brilliant. <laughs> he um, has hijinks in a bathroom, floods the bathroom and surfs down the stairs in a bath. Yeah, after sticking um, the toothbrushes in his ears it and does fishing out all kinds of I think stuff the, that kids will love. I think the boys are going to love that. OK, but who's going who's to be the voice of Paddington? Who's it going to be? Uh, it could be Matt. Matt! Sorry, I'm in a bit of a tangle here. Yeah, what did he like? Marmite sandwiches. Marmalade. Marmalade. Oh yeah. Could you um, tell me um, that you like marmalade marmalade sandwiches and you're from Darkest Peru? No, I like Bovril. You see, I wouldn't work with it. No. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 looking busy on the cameras now. Anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also building up between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The M1 at London bound, slow going between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. Then in Leegrave, the high street is closed between the Oakley Road and Copperfields after a building fire. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 6.46, Thursday the 19th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. An Islamic extremist from Luton who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. And firefighters have tackled a blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton. The cause is being investigated. 08459 455 555 if you want to phone up and harass Matt who's taking your calls today. Before that, let's get the weather with Wendy. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, we have a fairly humid start out there. Temperatures are sort of 9, 10, 11 degrees, but it's really quite muggy. We've also got some sunshine, though, to wake up to, and that's going to stay with us for another few hours, but we will see it uh, disappearing during the afternoon. So while it's sunny, the temperature's really going to shoot up, and I should think we will be looking at sort of 20, 21 degrees in a few spots. Then it will start to cloud over during about lunchtime, and through the afternoon, a weak cold front goes through. That might also also introduce one or two showery outbreaks of rain as well. Now, once it's cleared towards the south, and I think that's going to be well away from us by this sort of evening time with the return to some sunshine, it's going to start feeling fresher. So overnight, clear skies, temperatures similar to what we've just had, but it will be more comfortable for sleeping because there'll be less humidity. So through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, there's a risk of a shower, but otherwise lots of dry weather and there will be some decent sunny spells. I think a little bit fresher tomorrow. We'll be looking at highs of around... Uh, 19, 20 degrees, something like that. But through the weekend, in the sunshine, temperatures will be picking up to the low or even mid-20s. So a good spell of weather coming through during the weekend. Hang on a minute, I didn't want that. I wanted, uh, what's this, what's this? The Lumineers, ho hey. It's that one that goes, but, 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 it sounds like an aside advert. You might like it. No, I don't. I like this instead. If you love music, you'll love Weekends here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every Saturday, Justin Dealey plays the forgotten tracks and your musical memories. 
two hours of rock and roll heaven with Bernie Keith. BBC Introducing brings you local unsigned acts. There's a rhythm in your And the late Paul Barnes plays fabulous tunes to ease you into Sunday morning. Love music, love Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio. Saturdays, I freaking love it, man. Um, we were panicking there because the next song wasn't very good. We found a good song inspired by that advert. It's uh, Miss Neil Sadaka. Mr Neil She's Sadaka. playing some gigs here soon. I'd love to go and see her because she's, she will die soon. He will. Let's Google her. Hopefully live a long and well, prosperous oh, life. She's led a long and prosperous life already. She's been around forever. There's a brilliant documentary about him uh, on uh, BBC4 the other day. And, um, basically, he had all his hits in the 50s and into the 60s. He wrote loads of songs in the 60s. And then his career just imploded. And with the invasion of the Beatles and things like that, the the kind of fey singer-songwriter was over. And he couldn't get a record deal, couldn't get a hit. So he moved to the UK in the late 60s. And through the late 60s and most of the 70s, was living in the UK playing working men's clubs. Playing like Batley and places really? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of releasing a few records here. And then he had a... Uh, he might have had a hit with, with, with Laughter in the Rain. It may have been his comeback here. I don't know. It's a brilliant documentary. Anyway, he's playing at the Royal Albert Hall on October the 23rd. I like him. He's like a proper entertainer. He's good, isn't he? He's good. I'd like to go and see him, but um, I just can't be bothered to, you know... Well, tickets to concerts are so expensive now. Let's find out. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's Do you ask... remember when we thought about going to see Fleetwood Mac? Oh, flipping. I've had to sell my children. Yeah, they are... Where to be honest, did you get much interest? Where did, where did tickets... Here, Matt, this is one for you. When did tickets for concerts start popping at over 100 quid? Over 200 quid in some instances. That's not good, is it? That is ridiculous. Do you go to concerts much, mate? I go to the theatre. I do like my musicals. I've seen many musicals. What musicals do you like? Uh, I've seen The Lion King. I've seen Le Miserable. Oh, gosh. Um, I've seen... Oh, I saw a good musical in Leeds the other week. What? Oh, I've just forgotten what it is. Uh, I've seen Miss Saigon, that was good. Oh, I thought that was awful. So, Lord of the Rings, that was rubbish. Yeah, you're talking about kind of like the big classic musicals, aren't you? Producers, that was good. Yeah, I I bet bet that was good. That was good, I enjoyed that one. Also saw lots of uh, productions at the Theatre Royal in Windsor when I used to work for the local radio station there. Now, okay, you can stop talking Brief Encounter, that was brilliant. Was it? Yeah. How did they do the rolling about in the wave scene? Uh, it's all uh, projections. Oh, I like yeah. brief. If, if anyone listening to this has an, a not seen Brief Encounter or b doesn't think it's a very good film, then I'm afraid you have to switch I'm off. I'm going to watch it again now. It's yeah. such a good film. Let's all just sit down and watch Brief Encounter yeah. and have a good old cry. Don't you watch it differently when you get older? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yes, I do. He sold out. Oh. Who sold out? Neil Trevor Howard. Uh, uh, when he did that film. No, Neil Sedaka sold out, yeah. Oh, what should we a listen, shame. Should we, let's listen to a song now and pretend we're... We um, can do it for free. Yeah. What? Feel a shiver run up my spine I feel 
Three so, a little bit embarrassing. So, where I feel inside. Ooh, I hear laughter in the rain. Walking hand in hand with the one I love. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so far. Hello, Matt. I think I have to stop. Okay, Matt. We've, we're, we're on there now. Are we? All oh, right. Okay. Thing is, this isn't an act, right? Well, Catherine is in the studio with me. She'll go back to her studio with Matt in a minute. But... The whole time you've been with me, you've been able to see him. What's his he been doing? His lips have been moving. He's yeah. been talking to himself. Yeah. I think he's been talking to other people as well. Uh, Matt, have you, you know, Matt? Or is no, just... just talking to myself. I have to just work things out uh, by speaking to myself. Matt, There's you a know, lot of buttons we, to press okay. here. You know we were talking about Brief Encounter? Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the wrong film. We were talking about Brief Encounter. Right. There's no wave scene in Brief Encounter. There is. No, there is. Not where they stood in the, in the waves. That you're thinking of the wrong one and all. No, no, there were some waves behind them. Yeah, but they were... Because they kept going like this on stage. <laughs> They were going from side to side as if mimicking that they'd been right. washed over by some waves. OK. Neither of you are thinking of Brief Encounter. No. Well, that's what it said on the poster. Not From Here to Eternity. Nah, no. That's, that's a what new she musical, was... isn't it? That's what she was saying. That's She's... why I thought of that one, because uh, I know what, it's a new musical. What was embarrassing, Roz, um, as the microphones dimmed and Neil Sedaka entered the studio and performed his song, and, and, and uh, what a song it was, Catherine said, Frank Sinatra wasn't very good in that, was he? I said, what? She said in Brief Encounter he wasn't very good in that. I said, he wasn't in it. He was. He was Trevor Howard's friend. What are you talking about? No, I never said that. Google it. Google it. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Google it. Google it. Google it. What do you mean to Google? I did, I did say that, but I didn't say it was Trevor Howard's friend. I didn't know Trevor Howard was in it because I was thinking of the wrong Have film. Have you ever seen Brief Encounter? Yeah. He's not. You don't need to Google it, Matt. I've googled it. He's not in it. Yeah. It, it's a are very... you googling it? What are you doing? He's writing his resignation. Travel. Thank you. Um, so you were thinking of, have you ever seen yes brief encounter seen both i need to watch both of them again now i'm a grown up person okay we were we were having a conversation about two different films but yes brief encounter you but do look both, at differently as you're older they both have a theme of unrequited love though don't they i, I don't know i've never seen from here to yeah, eternity you need to get you need to get that sorted out okay i'll i'll, I'll sort it out yeah that poor gentleman his wife is cheating on him and he doesn't know does he just sat there in a chair poor gentleman brief encounter 
And that was the strap line to the film that yeah. was on the poster. <laughs> Poor gentleman sat in a chair on his own, wife having an affair. Yeah. And then she just goes home and didn't really speak to him, although he didn't speak to her. I feel sorry for everybody in that film. Apart from the woman depressing. apart from the woman who interrupts them, the woman who keeps interrupting them. Oh yeah, them. the she, busybody friend. You've not seen it. I have seen You've it. You've not seen I it. I have seen it. Uh, there's a scene on the, on the stage production where there's a train, but it's a little train, and the train goes around the stage, and then they all follow the train like this. Oh, that sounds rubbish. <laughs> As if they're on the train. But it's actually, you actually believe that they're on the little no. miniature train. No, you don't. You think they're following a That's tiny ruined. train. Around. That's ruined. That's oh, ruined. Wait, what, 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 are the, what, what are we asking the listener today? Fact, asking, if you got would fat you wife. tell your partner if they were putting weight on? They're what? Would you tell your partner if they were putting weight on? Yep. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. And what was the other one? Um, uh, have been told to cover up? Yeah, have been told to cover up. Because Christina Rianoff has. So it must have happened to you. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's hear your real stories. And coming after the news, a lady who's fascinated by fascinators. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Harpenden, the High Street heavy going in both directions around Station Road. And in Leegrave, the High Street is closed after a building fire between the Oakley Road and Copperfields, but it's not causing any delays on the speed sensors. The M1 at London bound, heavy going between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice Glossop. Ever told your partner they were fat? And ever been told to cover up? We'll take your calls after the news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, the headlines, question mark over development at Milton Keynes Bowl, Luton extremist flees to join fighting in Syria and parents' concern over route to school in Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. Badminton England has been given the go-ahead for a 17-court facility at the bowl, partly funded by the sale of land at their existing facility in Loughton, but they're facing a short More from Craig Lewis. It's thought Badminton England may opt for a smaller facility at the bowl, but this could require fresh planning permission. There's no guarantees the new Labour-run council would give that its backing, and Labour aren't happy at the sale of the current badminton site at Loughton for housing development which didn't include any affordable housing. It's a potential blow to Milton Keynes' plans for a sporting legacy from next year's host city status at the Rugby World Cup. An Islamic extremist from Luton who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. Abu Rahin Aziz was yesterday convicted in his absence, as Matt Prodger reports. Abu Rahin Aziz is a British extremist from Luton who's spoken in support of ISIS, the jihadist group at the heart of the recent unrest in Iraq. He's posted videos on YouTube in May last year. Abu Aziz was arrested by police for a violent attack on a man leaving a pub in central London. The victim was set upon by a group of Islamists who had been protesting outside the American embassy nearby. Aziz left the UK in March while on bail. 
and the BBC's been told he headed to Syria to fight with jihadists. The United States is considering an Iraqi government request for airstrikes against the militants who've overrun parts of the country. President Obama has said he hasn't yet decided what action to take. Firefighters have tackled a blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton. They were called to the derelict Westley home at around 10.15 last night. Around 25 firefighters plus an aerial platform were at the scene until around 5 o'clock this morning. The cause is being investigated. A van driver has been killed in a crash on the M40 on the Buckinghamshire-Oxfordshire border. It happened just before 7 o'clock yesterday evening when his van was in collision with an HGV on the southbound carriageway between Junction 6 for Watlington and 5 at Stoke and Church. The motorway was closed for several hours. Parents at a Berkhamsted school are calling for improvements to a dangerous junction. It comes as a charity for sustainable travel, meets with MPs today to discuss how to make it safer and easier for children to walk and cycle to school. Parent Sarah Green doesn't let her children cross the junction where Kings Hill Way meets Kings Road and Shooters Way. I don't think it's safe for, for anybody. I wouldn't even like to cross the road there. You, you do feel like you are taking your life in your hands. Even driving is, you know, you need to be aware just because you're on the main road doesn't mean to say that someone who doesn't understand the junction isn't going to pull out on you. In sport, holders Spain are out of the World Cup after losing 2-0 to Chile. Tonight, it's England versus Uruguay with Liverpool's Luis Suarez expected to return for the South American side. The weather, cloud breaking up to leave a warm and sunny day. Maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Oh, the people seem friendly enough. Lovely little market town, really good mix of shops. It's all about where you live. It's more of a country feel, more of a homely feel. And all this week, we're featuring Bletchley. The best things in Bletchley, I think, are the outer areas like the Blue Lagoon and uh, Manor Fields. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Man, respect, boss. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Boy, oh boy, have we packed a lot into a tiny piece of bread. We're like David Beckham wearing a thong today, guys. I have no idea what that means. Coming up, we're finding out what is or isn't happening to the Milton Keynes Bowl. We're going to get someone on a shiny pole. We'll be talking about life on the dole. We won't. We won't. It's just a cheap rhyme, Cass. Cheap rhyme. I was exploiting... talk about that if you want. Uh, I was exploiting the uh, out-of-work situation, just just like the government. Hey, hey, Matt, a little bit of satire, Matt. Morning. Here we go. OK, OK. Also, ever told your partner, male or female, that they're a bit chubby? Would you do it? Is that the loving thing to do? And Kelly Betts is at uh, Royal Ascot Ladies' Day. It just sounds really chavvy, doesn't it? Ladies' Day. A jug of pims, five pounds. Have you ever been told to cover up? I tell you what I'd like to tell to cover up. Well, well, as soon as we get a little bit of sunshine, the blokes that walk around topless. I know. Isn't it horrible? Topless in Tesco's. Oh, no, you shouldn't be topless anywhere near food or anywhere near me. The horrible, sweaty, fat bloke. I tell you who they are, and I say this, I say this without any respect. It's common people. 
It's common, people. You don't get you don't get lords going topless. Well, Justin Dealey take his top off in the sunshine. Imagine he would actually. He'd, he'd always uh, keep um, one of those uh, um, sweat vests on. Yeah, yeah. Vests, yeah. Oh, always, right. always. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Or you can email ian.lee, I-A-I-N, dot L-double-E, at bbc.co.uk. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, a couple of texts, 81333, starting their text, 3CR. Um, anonymous, Anonymous, says, Disneyland, Florida, you have to be covered up. Men have to have their tops on and you have to dress respectfully. My father got told to put his top on. Good. Good for you. It's much easier... Oh, the weight subject. Lisa and Hitchin. It's much easier for women to broach the weight subject. I'm always gently nagging my husband to lose a pound or two. And I completely agree with Justin. I once went to Ascot uh, a few years ago and couldn't believe how naff it was. I wouldn't pay through the nose again to stand packed in with thousands of others in a place that felt like a greyhound stadium. Um, 08459 455555 is the telephone number. Oh, whoa, whoa! Whoa, guys, guys, what happened there? That was a little bit of uh, reflex, reflex of the snake. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Sorry. What was the snake? I didn't notice the snake. I noticed a stray hand. Re- re- reflex. Oh, that. Now, it's feared badminton England's plans to move to the Milton Keynes Bowl might not happen after all. The £20 million project is an integral part of the redevelopment of the Milton Keynes landmark. But the BBC has discovered that badminton England may be at least £2 million short meeting its costs. Well, I'm joined now by Labour councillor Peter Marlon, leader of Milton Keynes Council. Good morning, Peter. Morning, Ian. Peter, what's your understanding of this situation? Um, I know that this is a situation we've inherited. We only took over the council last week and it appears that um, when Badminton England were given planning permission for a uh, facility with 17 courts last year, it appears that they're now unable to deliver that facility because they're quite a bit more than £2 million short, in fact. How much short do you have you heard it, that it is? Um, on the... On the world-class 17-court facility, I, I don't know, but I believe it's probably a lot more than £2 million. Double that? £4 million? Probably something like that, yeah. How could they be so... How could there be such a big shortfall, Peter? How could they have got their sum so wrong? Um, you'd have to obviously ask Badminton England that. The council have been really generous. We're putting in over £10 million into this scheme. We've uh, made sure that... There is an enabling development uh, where they're going to build houses on some land and all the profit from, from that is going to go into to building this facility. So I, I don't think the council could do any more. Some of the sums you'll ask to ask Badminton England. OK, well, we will, we'll speak to them at some point and uh, see what answers they have. So what happens now, Peter? There, there is talk of, of it not being a 17-court uh, facility but possibly a 12-court facility. Do they have to go through the whole planning application again? Um, I believe there are some reserve matters yet. If Badminton England want to reduce the facility and reduce the community facilities in particular, I think they'll have a really difficult job in convincing our planning committee that they should keep hold of all that money that um, is going to them from that housing development. So you're not against a smaller um, um, uh, badminton facility as such, but you would probably withhold some of the money? 
Um, it, it's obviously not for me to decide. It's no. for the for the development committee to decide. But I, I think Badminton England would have a really difficult job in persuading the committee that if they're not going to deliver the world-class facility that they promised in the first mm. place, that all that money should carry on going to them. But as a council, we're really committed to delivering that facility. Um, it's just a matter of making sure that we're getting good value for money as a council, as you'd expect. The, the, the badminton facility is intrinsically linked with the housing proposals at Loughton. Um, would they, uh, would the proposals for the housing have to be approved again? Um, I don't think the proposal for the housing would have to be pr- approved again. What it is is that every time there's a housing housing proposal scheme accepted, there is something called S106 money, which is money for the community. Um, that money is being linked and given to Badminton England to deliver their facility. Um, I think if Badminton England are coming forward with a different proposal, particularly one that downgrades the community facilities of of their scheme, then actually they'd have to convince the committee that all that money should go to Badminton England and carry on going to Badminton England. And uh, am I right uh, that that, uh, Labour, which obviously you represent, weren't particularly happy with the proposals for the housing at Loughton because they they don't include any affordable housing? I I think at the time it it was a really difficult sell and the sell that it was unanimously passed by planning committee uh, a year ago, but it was done on the understanding that this would be a world-class facility, mm. a facility, you know, for the future of Milton Keynes and included some really good community facilities. Like I say, I think Badminton England would really struggle to convince a new committee that it would be possible to go forward unless they were delivering that world-class facility for the community. Badminton England's plans uh, are, are part of proposals for a large-scale redevelopment of the bowl. What does this mean for that development? Um, I think there are two different developments. Uh, there's a development currently under discussion on a different part of the bowl to, de- to deliver a water park. Um, as far as I'm aware, those are completely unaffected by this. But the council really remains committed to delivering Badminton England's facility. It's just now for Badminton England to come forward if they do have any changes and show us how they're going to deliver those. But we're really committed to working with them. Peter Marland, uh, leader of Milton Keynes Council, thank you very much uh, for that. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. We will be speaking to uh, Adrian Christie, Chief Executive of Badminton England, a little bit later on in the show to find out exactly what's going there. And if we get time, time I'll, I'll, I'll ask him to um, try and sell badminton to me. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's slow tennis. It's, it's tennis for old people, isn't it? It's extremely energetic and I wouldn't want to be on the wrong end of one. You Listen, I'm sure I'm, sure I'm, I'm going to stop myself there. Do. Uh. <laughs> it's two against one because I think badminton is better than tennis and it is much more energetic because you're having to jump up. You can't let the shuttlecock, shuttlecock go on the ground. No, pointier as well. Yeah. Can I just... Uh, you in the eye. Why do they call it a shuttlecock? That doesn't help their argument at all. It's a ridiculous name that is open to attack and innuendo. They used to have feathers on, didn't they? Well, what feathers on when I was a kid. What? Yeah, they, I used to have feathers on it when I was a kid as well. So that's why it's called a cock, is I it? I think so. I well, think so. Do I get it? Do I get it? I think it probably used to be a real chicken. Really? Mm. <laughs> I don't think it ever it's, was. I mean, if you look at it, it doesn't look like a, cock- <laughs> it, it doesn't like a cockerel's head. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like something being... Um, but... <laughs> so what? 
<laughs> anyway. Anyway. Serious sport. But it's a, it's not, though, is it? Yeah. It's slow. It's very hot in here today. Are you guys hot? Yeah. It's very hot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling headachy because I... Uh, I'm feeling headachy. Yeah. I've got women's deodorant on and male aftershave. Okay. He doesn't know where <laughs> no, he's coming and going. I've got no idea what that means. It's and the I've first... got a dressing gown as well, so... Yeah, we know. forgot the dressing gowns today, apart yeah. from you. I'm glad we forgot them because it's way too hot. For... Anyway, it's, uh, it's slow tennis. Unless it's... we were just wearing the dressing gowns. It's tennis for old people. Yes, it's no. Slow. It's a smaller court. It's a higher net. It's a lighter racket. It's a, it's a softer ball. It's a higher Everything, speed. It's not higher. How is a, how is a shuttle got wha- and it's wrist? Whack it. Got to have a good wrist for that. You you cannot serve a shuttlecock at 112 miles per hour. I bet you can. Actually, I bet you can. Actually, I bet you can. I bet yeah. you can't. I bet you can. It's actually. got wind resistors on it. Well, no. If you're playing indoors, there's no wind, is there? Exactly. So that's. Well, there's the wind of the motion, you plum. What? The wind of the motion. The wind of the motion. Is that a song? In the ocean, everybody say hi. It's not a bad song, actually. It's is like it? a I... song you'd hear on Nesta. Wind of the ocean. <laughs> who's who's? No, I know Nesta. I'm, I'm teasing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this station we does. We need to get Gail M's on to sort you out. Yeah. Oh, the, the, what? Gail M's badminton she... champ. Oh, okay. Back to the badminton. Um, I thought this station shut after 9am in the morning. It turns out there are shows after this and there are shows at the weekend. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? This week we're playing Neo, Michael Jackson. Okay, I've I've really got... (laughs) Just, you know, I've got no idea what he's banging on about at all. Mariah Carey. He's still going. But Mariah Carey? Yeah. On the black show? Yeah, she's a legend. She's in our legends category. She's not black. No, but she's a legend. She's mixed race. She's not, is she? She is, yeah. Is she really? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Do you only play black people on the black show? Pretty much. A bit racist. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Mark Yates, the A5 heavy going as you head towards Redbourne around the Luton Road. And the M1 busy too on the London-bound carriageway, very heavy between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. The M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Seven sixteen. It's Thursday, the nineteenth of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. An Islamic extremist from Luton who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. And a van driver has been killed in a crash on the M40 on the Buckinghamshire-Oxfordshire border just before seven. 7pm yesterday evening. 08459 555555. Would you tell your partner they were fat? Ever been told to cover up? And can someone sell badminton to me? It's just slow tennis. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All the people seem 
friendly enough. And all this week, we're featuring Bletchley. The best things in Bletchley, I think, are the Blue Lagoon uh, and Manorfield. Inviting everyone to where you live. Lovely little market town, really good mix of shops. is a very nice small town. It's a sort of a third town of Milton Keynes, isn't it, really? Love Bletchley. Absolutely love Bletchley. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Very run-down old co-op building. The empty co-op building and they need to do something with it. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks from BBC Three Counties Radio. So yesterday, Catherine and I had... uh, Morning! Having a little uh, set to a barnet... Um, about pole dancing and uh, whether it was appropriate for children to do it and whether it was always entirely sexual, whether there were other aspects to it. And uh, we mentioned a young lady by the name... I don't know if she's young, I'm being polite. I've not met her yet. Ah, yeah, yet. Uh, Pippa Polnastics, um, who by coincidence is one of those cases of the job fitting the name. Uh, she's a Polnastics woman. Um, and uh, we kind of we, we picked on her, we didn't pick on her, but we kind of Googled Polnastics and she popped up in a, a rather raunchy uh, position. And so we kind of mentioned her. Well, she heard that we mentioned her. She phoned up. She's coming on the show in half an hour. Flipping heck. Thanks, guys. She's not just coming on the show. She's coming in. Never, never get somebody into the studio that I've dissed. I don't think I dissed. I think I was quite polite. About that. But um, we, we, we will carry on the uh, pole dancing um, conversation. If you want to have your say, now give us a call and when you can speak to Pippa. 08459 Now, yeah, just Kath, one tip. If I've if I've dissed someone, don't get them then to come into the studio to defend themselves. You didn't where's, diss her. Where's the fairness in that? You didn't diss her. You just noticed that she was very um, flexible. She was, let's just say, everything was on display. Well, no, it wasn't. Well, she was wearing pants. She was wearing pants. But behind those pants... She was also wearing a top. She, yeah. But she was also showing her flexibility. I know! Don't say any more. Oh, oh, am I making I'm trying it... trying to dig you out of the Am I making it worse? Oh, yeah. What time is she coming on? Ten to. Is she bringing a pole? I don't think so. That's disappointing. Matt, you've not got a spare pole on you, have you? <laughs> no. Why is that funny? Everything that Ian said is funny. He's wow. right. He's right. Absolutely. He does. He makes He's me He's new. He'll get used to it. Mm, for goodness sakes. Parents in Berkhamsted are calling for improvements to a dangerous junction to make it safer for school children to cross. Some say you are taking your life into your own hands at the junction where Kings Hill Way meets Kings Road and Shooter's Way comes as a leading charity for sustainable travel. Sustrans meets with a cross-party group of MPs today to discuss how to make it safer and easier for children to walk and cycle to school. Well, Sarah Green's uh, two children go to uh, Berkhamsted's Ashland School and joins me now. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning to you. Sarah, how dangerous is this junction? Oh, I think it's really dangerous. Yes, it's been, it's always been a black spot in Berkhamsted. And now that obviously, um... Ashlyn's has become a senior school. You've got younger children from all over the town making their way there. And if they're walking, they have to cross that road. Would you feel comfortable about your children using the crossing? No, I wouldn't feel comfortable at all. I wouldn't like to cross the road there. It's it's a really dangerous intersection. And you're constantly, even if you've checked left and right, there's traffic always coming from sort of behind you. Um, and so it, you know, it can change um, from what you thought you saw. A vehicle can be there um, before you even know it. Now, there haven't been any accidents yet. Is that right? 
Um, I believe no accidents involving pedestrians. There are regularly accidents with cars. What do you think needs to change at this junction, Sarah? How can they improve it? Um, well, I think something. They've got there's space there to reconfigure that part of the road, um, either by putting in maybe like a central island for that you get for sort of people to cross the road and come halfway and then reassess the situation and um, walk the, the second part of the road. But definitely it needs, I mean, it's not rocket science. There must be somebody in the county council who's got the power to make a decision to change it. Well, Sarah, let's, let's find out. We can speak to Dr Ian Ray, who's a Conservative Hearts County Councillor for Berkhamsted. Good morning to you, uh, morning. Ian. Morning. Uh, are you aware of the, the danger of this crossing? I'm very much aware of it, yes. I know that the schools have been very concerned about this junction ever since the schools were reorganised last September. And the County Council has, has been trying to make some improvements. There have been some re- removal of vegetation to improve visibility, which uh, has just been mentioned. They put in some footpaths to enable uh, to get children and adults more choices as to where they cross the road, so that there are now more options for the to how to cross it. And there have been some signage improvements. Part of the problem there is that that's a road which uh, surveys have shown vehicles uh, consistently go above the speed limit. It's a 30-mile-an-hour zone, and it's, it's a curve within the 30-mile-an-hour zone. And it has been noticed that and there have been problems with speeding of cars along that road. So that's one of the issues which is, which is concerned. It. But the County Council has spent, a, since, um, since the schools were reorganised last September, the County Council has spent about £20,000 in improving, improving the site. It's not enough. Uh, um, parents uh, generally are not satisfied that that is enough. There is a longer-term proposal to put, um, and we already have plans for this, it's in the local plan for, for road improvements, to put a, uh, traffic signals on the junction. Well, you, you mentioned those changes. Have a, have a quick listen to this. This is Chris Rhodes, who lives opposite the junction, and, and, and he told us about the recent changes. Have a listen to this, uh, Ian. The old layout, or, or the old crossing, or the, the traditional crossing, however you want to put it, you cross the road once. But here, you know, the kids are coming along, you know, this side of Shooter's Way, and then they have to cross Shooter's Way and then recross the King's Road. So what it's done is it's substituted two crossings for one. It, and he went on to say, uh, Ian, that the, the children are ignoring the crossing because they, they don't want to cross at the junction twice. Well, I, I can understand that. They do have the option of which, where they cross, but the, the, the idea was with the new crossings, where those new crossings are in place, traffic is going more slowly and there is better visibility. One of the concerns with the, where people cross at the moment is the poor visibility and the difficulty of seeing traffic coming. To some extent, that's been alleviated by some cutting back of vegetation on the corner there, but I do accept that that's not enough and that more needs to be done. You mentioned speeding. Mm. Put up a speed camera. Although there, there have been lots of surveys there, we've, we've, we've had the blitzes on the area with, uh, with police and so forth, and there have been some cameras, with, temporary cameras. Put, put up a permanent yellow box camera, wallop, that'll stop that, wouldn't it? Uh, it would stop it, I'm, I'm sure it would certainly help, but, but, the, but the longer term plan, which is, which is what we're working towards, is to actually put traffic lights there, which would, uh, ah. I think, completely, completely resolve the when, problem. When, do, when are you planning to have traffic lights in? Well, um, the, the issue there is not the fact that it's uh, it's not feasible. It can be done. It's the cost. It's going to be about three hundred and fifty to four hundred thousand pounds. There shouldn't be. A, can I butt in? Um, I mean, what are we waiting for? A tragic accident. There um, is no cost on a child's life. Well, of course that's the case. But but the problem is we have to we have to uh, concern ourselves with. Uh, road fund issue, um, sorry, with road safety issues across the whole county, and these have to be balanced against each other. There, there was an accident recently, I think, between a motorcycle and, uh, and a car, but we don't know what the cause of that was. We haven't had the police report on that. That didn't affect a pedestrian. 
But if, I mean, we were hoping that certainly within a couple of years we will have a full traffic light system in place. And we have been trying to recruit a school crossing, crossing patrol, a lollipop lady. Since January we've been advertising for that and nobody has come forward for that. And we, uh, we don't understand or we, we have suspicions as to why that is, but we don't understand well, why nobody's coming forward. What are your suspicions as to why no one's come forward for that? Well, because it's, it's actually a very, a very affluent area. And uh, it's uh, for a couple of hours a day at £6.50 an hour. I don't think that's an attractive financial proposition for many people who live in that, in that particular area. And so, so somebody would have to travel quite a long way to, to do the job, to do the role. But the county council, it's, it's actually against the county council policy. We wouldn't normally provide uh, school crossing patrols for a school of this kind, but because this junction is so much of concern to us, we have, we have, recruit, we have attempted to recruit one, but without success. Ian, can I ask, the, the, the traffic lights that you're proposing to put there in, possibly in a couple of years, is that simply because of the problem of crossing, or is that because of the, um, the planning development that, that, that's on the table? Well, the two are linked, because uh, we're hoping that we will get some funding from that development to help improve this crossing. And, of course, any new housing development will increase the amount of traffic as well, so it will make the situation worse. So it's, it's, it's linked, but it's not the, not the entire situation. So, so you, do, you ha- do you have to wait for this planning development to happen before you get the money? And also, that, that, that could make the situation worse, couldn't it? There's, if there's going to be an extra 91 new homes, so that, I mean, that could be a significant number of cars. Exactly, exactly. And that, that's one reason why we think it's urgent to get traffic lights in place. And the, the, the idea is that they would be in place as soon as possible, hopefully within a couple of years. But the, the, the fun, that, that housing development wouldn't be able to fund all of it. It would only be able to fund part of it because the rules say that you can't fund existing problems, but you can only fund problems which Sarah, are created. Sarah, the, the council is hoping to have some traffic lights there within a couple of years. Well, we hope so, yes. Yeah. Sarah, what's your reaction to that? Well, I, I just, as I said before, I don't think it's rocket science. You just make a decision, you put them in, and everybody's safer. But if they want to wait until something tragic happens, and then we all say... We told you so. Then that's the way. They when it is it. something important, as important, Ian, and, and I know, listen, I know that the councils are having to do magic with their budgets at the moment. But when it is something as important uh, uh, as you know, the child safety, adult safety, is, you, you, can you really afford to wait a couple of years? You said yourself, it's very important. C- can you afford to wait that long? Well. We're doing it as quickly as possible, but we do have financial constraints. I mean, everybody's aware that local government now is under considerable financial pressures. We don't have uh, a great deal of money. We have to work within the budgets that we have, which is why we're trying to extract as much as possible from developers, because they will be exacerbating the situation. There is funding available, but it has to be programmed in, and the work has to be prepared. I mean, as I say, plans are in place, uh, and funding will be available, we hope, within a couple of years. Uh, Final word to you, Sarah. Well, I think if they planned to make Ashthin's a senior school, then they should have looked at the routes that children were taking to school. Sarah, thank you very much indeed. That was Sarah Green, whose two children go to uh, Ashlyn School. And the other voice was uh, Dr Ian Ray, who is a Conservative County Councillor for Berkhamsted. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three And it's a tough one. It's £350,000 to install some traffic lights. Really? I've got a bloke who'll do it for two grand. 08459 455 555 if you want to have your say on that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage, heavy going on the sensors. Also in Kings Langley, we've got the normal queues building up as you head towards the M25. 
the M25 itself anti-clockwise. It's still very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Also struggling between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Public transport, no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. An Islamic extremist from Luton who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. A van driver has been killed in a crash on the M40 on the Buckinghamshire-Oxfordshire border just before 7 o'clock yesterday evening. And firefighters have tackled a blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton. The cause is being investigated. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The defending champions Spain have been knocked out of the World Cup after losing to Chile. The ball is played across. Chance for Vargas. Kept his feet and scored. Casillas to his left. Packs it away. And then the shot is into the net. Chile have scored again. The 2-0 defeat means Spain become the first defending champions to lose their opening two group games. It means Chile and the Netherlands progress from Group B. That's after the Dutch beat Australia 3-2. Also last night, Cameroon went out after a 4-0 defeat by Croatia. Tonight, of course, it's England versus Uruguay. Captain Steven Gerrard has warned his teammates they face a summer of misery and regret if their World Cup hopes are wrecked. The message is quite clear and um, I have spoke to the group during the week to reiterate that message of the pain of going out at World Cups and it's something that we don't want. We want to stay here for as long as possible. I'm sure all the young lads and everyone in the squad's aware how difficult a summer it's going to be if we if we fail. And it's an eight o'clock kickoff our time. Before that, it's Colombia versus the Ivory Coast at five, with Japan versus Greece at eleven. In golf, the Women's U.S. Open starts today at Pinehurst. Lucy Williams is making her debut. The Midhearts golfer says the nerves could kick in on the first tee. I think that's going to be the biggest, the biggest moment is when they say from England, Lucy Williams, and I think I might be a little bit nervous. But if I make the cut, I'll be over the moon. So my first major, if I make the cut, I just would be sky high. So hopefully. I can just play my own game and do that. And in rugby, England have made seven changes to their starting lineup for Saturday's third and final test against New Zealand. Meanwhile, Bedford's Aaron Morris starts at fullback for England under 20s in tomorrow's Junior World Cup final against South Africa. That's also in New Zealand. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the telephone number. Lots to talk about this morning. Let's have a quick recap. Well, why are we talking about, would you tell it, your partner if they were fat? What was the story? Because there's a, a group of men in the uh, Mail Online yeah, yeah. who addressed the unaddressable for many. Yeah. Uh, with varying degrees of success and offence. Did, ah, did the women get offended by some it? Some of them did. Some why? of them did, and some sorted themselves out. I've been thinking about this. One of the women, I thought it was quite harsh, one of the women had just given birth and he said, oh, you have put a lot of weight on. I know, but still... That then's not the time. You've got to well, choose your moments. All right, when you... My gran yeah, grabbed hold of my is. midriff yeah, when right. I'd yeah. had a baby about two weeks before and went, oh, you want to sort that out, love? People that annoy me. People who say click instead of click. Mm. People who say midriff instead of midriff. 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 Mm. Yeah, some people say midriff. Wow. Sometimes it does drift. 
but it's still it's, it's still inappropriate. So we're, we're talking about that. Uh, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I've got the answer to this. You can only do it to someone you really love. Yeah. You can only do it to someone you really love. You can only tell someone you really love that they stink, that they've got bad breath. There they, are nice ways of doing it, though. The, well, there are nice ways of doing it. The but bad breath one, the code in our house is, oh, what have you eaten? Oh, you have a code. Mm-hmm. That's great. We know what it means. Sort you, it out. You, you can only tell someone who you really love. Isn't that right, Justin? You can only mm. say these things to someone that you really love. Uh, or somebody you really hate. Well, no, I don't think, I don't think, even you, and you are, a, you can be a very cold, cruel man. What? Me? I, I, some of the pranks you get up to, uh, what you do with your mate's boots. Yeah. <laughs> Morning, yeah. Dwayne. Good. <laughs> Morning, Dwayne. Hope you've cleaned that off. Mm. Oh dear. He was asking for it. He, what did he do wrong? Um, you allowed he, to say? Um, yeah, he didn't buy a round of drinks when he was meant to. Okay, so oh. yeah, it's payback. In payback. You did something very, very unpleasant and uh, but completely natural to his boot. But, yep. but even you, in your coldest, most callous moment, yeah. couldn't go up to um, someone who you didn't like. I don't know, Shaggy, for example, here at work, mm. and say to him, Shaggy. You stink. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. By the way, Shaggy doesn't stink. No, he doesn't. But you could. Very you, clean. He's very. He's one of the cleanest people I know. You could. Even you couldn't say it to someone you hated. But no. you, you could say it to Shaggy because you love him. No, I do love Shaggy. Right. But I think yeah. I think you got a point here. It's down to his partner, and it's down to everyone's partner. Well, no, hang on. Shaggy's partner. The, the Shaggy's partner doesn't smell. No, no. I'm not saying she does. But I'm just saying that's her job. If he does genuinely smell, yeah. and he's got a problem there, that's going to be down to the person who loves him the most to, to have that conversation. The worst thing having been the partner of someone who had a number of different things is that you train them up and sort them out and then yeah. someone else pinches them because oh, yeah. suddenly they become an attractive proposition you, you, so what you're saying is you aim low you reel you them, them in while they're vulnerable and there's something you know you can you, solve then you bring them up yep. but then they get um, approached by more attractive women and they get all confident <clears> in them. you should be on that makeover programme that sounds great we can make over a guy make over and then take hours. over yes do you remember um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy yes oh, brilliant <clears throat> good programme that great great yeah. um, they should put that on BBC Three. They're getting rid of BBC Three. Well, oh my God, uh, Maria, stay, Maria, stay there, because I know you want to talk about badminton, don't you? Yes. Yes. Uh, are you? Um, are we, and we will talk about badminton in a second, because I don't understand it. It's it's slow tennis. It's it's tennis for old women. I know it is. Isn't it just? Oh, I'm, yes. I'm glad she agrees with me. I've been getting a lot of calls recently, and I don't know whose fault this is, Catherine. I used to play it as a girl. Did you? Yeah. Mm. I've been getting a, all right. I've been getting a lot of calls, Catherine. I don't know whose fault this is, Catherine, from people who disagree with me. Yeah. Yeah. And Maria agrees with me. I think maybe some of ah. your opinions need some. Oh, hang on. What you you are there, Maria? What's why? What, what's what? Why did you? Uh, well, what's the ours for? I've got friends up the road. Yes. He was playing badminton and he's broken his leg and oh. he's off for nine months. Oh, hang on, Justin. We'll come to you in a second. We, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we flipped and flopped, and Doesn't I don't sound like such a soft game anymore, eh? No. How did he break his? How, a. How did he break his leg? And B. Nine he was months. Playing badminton. Yeah. That's all I know. That's the whole and story. He's off from work, and he works in London. A very good. And you got job. on the air with that. Wow. And he's 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 broken his leg, and he's you off s- to for nine months with it. You say a very good job in London. I'll be the judge of that. What job is it? I don't know. Uh, I don't ask. Okay, so he's a friend That's of not yours. My business. He's a friend of yours. You don't know uh, what his job is, but you know it's very good, and it's in London. And you don't know exactly how he broke his leg. No. He, he broke it Close by friend? playing badminton. Well, how can you break it by playing badminton? It's a well, sport for did. old people. That's true. She was so upset. She's working so hard, poor, poor, poor woman. They're such a nice couple, too. So, hang on, who broke the leg? The woman? 
No, the good husband did. The good husband. Okay. And what about the bad husband? I'm confused. Justin, you carry on with this. Uh, I'm slightly confused as well. I'm just thinking about my phone in later on. Have you ever been injured by a shuttlecock? <laughs> well, he has. <laughs> he's off for nine months and he's having to go to hospital and what have you. Flipping it. I mean, we were laughing. Don't laugh, cry. The plaster and all this nonsense. And his poor wife, she's having to look after him, isn't she? Mm. And, this is, and this he is the ca- thing, Maria. He cannot oh. go up the stairs, he's having to sleep downstairs, everything. God, oh, well. Nine months. Terrible. Nine months. Nine I months. couldn't get over it when I heard it. Nine months. Nine oh. months. Yeah. Nine months. Nine months. How long is he off work for again? Well, just... he was off early March, I oh, believe. Right. And his legs only broken for what? For nine months. Nine months. Did you say nine months, Maria? Nine months. It's done up. It's uh, done up. Like a kipper. Plaster. Done up in, like and a kipper. And you can't move it. A plastery kipper. Justin, mm. can you believe that? Nine months? Really? Nine months? That's a long time, nine months, isn't it? Well, it is. He yeah. must have broken it horrifically. Yeah. Terrible. In many places. <laughs> and horrific badminton leg break. Can he go to the toilet himself, Maria? Not really. I think uh, he has he has a job. Right. But nine months, as, as you say, long time. He has a what? But he'll gradually regain the use of his leg over that time. He won't over be the nine months. So helpless for nine months, will he? You'd imagine that maybe by eight months he'll be up and about and he could go to the, the toilet. I six. Comfortably, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I love you and leave you. All right, Thanks, Maria. Maria. So, not prayers for him. Yeah, well, listen, that's all we can do. And listen, it will be in my prayers tonight before I go to bed. But how long did you say again, Maria? I think it was done early March. And how long is he going to be off for? Well, nine months. Nine months. Justin? It's a long time. It's a very long time. I'm trying to think about what was I doing nine months ago. It's a very long time. Nine months? Seriously, nine whole months? Yes. She told me she's a nice woman too. And she wouldn't she lie, would she? Garden self and shopping and her in-law. Her mother <laughs> saw me on the bus and she's going to help them today and took him out to lunch for a change because he can't go anywhere. You see. So you've got no reason to doubt that that injury caused by a shuttlecock <laughs> um, has been going on for nine months. I think him, they must have a wheelchair to get him in the car as well because he can't walk. Ian, can you put this out there? Shuttlecock injuries across beds, hearts and bucks. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Maria, listen, he's in our thoughts. You've been a really good sport and, well, and the sport being the operative word here. And uh, we wish your friend, well, you say nine months. Let's, let's hope it's a little bit less than that. Yes, let's hope so. Uh, is that, who's barking? That's my, um, one of my dogs. What's, what's your dog called? Bing. Bing? Sounds, sounds like a puppy. Is he nine months old? He's just two coming oh, up two. September. Okay. Is he named after Bing Crosby? Yes. Because oh. I'm a theatre person. I'm, I'm a professional singer. Are you oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, Maria. Maria, go on. I've been off because I've ha- been in and out of hospital with my leg and feet. How long were you in hospital for? And all this. I've got to get balanced. I had a fall. Oh, blimey, Maria. Um, one month and three weeks. But now it's getting better. Friends of mine who painted me because I'm so vibrant, she gave me the uh, oil of coconut and it's healed it. The other one that the doctor gave me, I'm afraid to say that it infected it, but I'm better now and it's it's knitting lovely. And when I went to Stanmore from the feet last week, they x-rayed the leg and it was was cracked. The doctor infected you, Maria? Singing up the woods. The doctor infected you? Singing up the woods. Nine months? 
Well, no. Mar- not for me. No. Oh, right. What are the right. stories? Oh, right. Excuse, ignore him. He's uh, not usually on this programme. He won't be again. Uh, Maria, I, I, it's interesting you mentioned that you are so vibrant because I was, I was kind of trying to communicate that thought to you, Catherine. Did yeah. you pick that up? I certainly did. Vibrancy. Maria? Yes? Is there any chance that Bing could say nine months? Bing, no. Doesn't speak? No, okay. Bing wouldn't say that. What would, would he say? Bing? Bingy boy. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a dash hound. He's the biggest of dash hounds. Oh, there we go. He's That's... all fluffy and long fur. Beautiful. Oh. What do I've you got feed him? in Cambridge. And he breeds the shepherd dogs. He does what? He breeds the shepherd's dogs as well. He breeds a shepherd's dog? Maria, I'm got, we, listen, <laughs> I could talk to you all morning. You're absolutely wonderful. You're right about your vibrancy. And maybe next time when you call him, we'll get you to sing. All right. Take care, Maria. Lots of luck to you and your friend. Cheers. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go. Oh, nine, nine months, Justin. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. What a story. Yeah. Badminton, eh? You see? Uh, anyway, we'll talk about badminton in a bit. 08459 four double five five double five. The reason we've got you on, Justin, would you tell your missus or your boyfriend, husband, wife, lover, mm. that they were fat? Yeah. It's a good talking point in this morning's Daily Mail. Uh, something which uh, some people, of course, would never say to their partners. Ian, I've been getting deep and personal with people in Lee Grave this morning about this particular subject. Here's what people had to say. So you have said to your partner, you're getting a bit fat. Yeah. What happened? Anytime I say it, she gets it better than... But she doesn't want to walk out, so... So has she lost weight, then, off the back of these conversations? No, no, no. How many times have you said this? Like two or three times. You're not getting very far, are you? No, we're not getting very far. <laughs> are you going to walk out on her? Uh, probably. What? Probably. Because she's not walking She's not walking out. She's not doing anything about it. And you don't feel like you're, you're being harsh. You feel like you're, you're doing this for her as well. You want her to be attractive for herself and yeah. not just you. I was, I was fat before. I walked on my tummy too. So she should do that as well. So she should be looking to you for inspiration? Yeah. She should do that as well. Hopefully the message is out there. Thanks, sir. All right. Les, tell me your story. What did you say to your partner? I said, you're getting a bit chubby, girl. When was this? A couple of years back. Did she slap you? No. But she did nothing about it? Oh, yeah, she lost weight. Oh, she did? Oh, yeah. And you were doing the right thing? You didn't feel like you was being harsh? You thought, I'm doing this for you, love? Yeah, of course it is. All art me. You're a top geezer, aren't you? I am. Now, madam, I want to know this morning, have you ever said to your husband you're looking a bit porky? Yeah, I call him Porky Bill. <laughs> porky Bill? Yeah. Morning, Porky Bill. So you've had that conversation. Has he done anything about his weight? He does try occasionally to be very good, but, mm. you know, he likes his sweeties and life is too short. Fahan, how are you this morning? You well? No bed, no bed. Fantastic. Now, Ian wants me to ask you this morning, mm-hmm. have you ever said to your partner, you're getting a bit porky, you need to lose some weight? Have you ever said that to your partner? She says that to me, actually. I haven't myself. <laughs> She'll slap me. Not worth the hassle? No, 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 no. no. So what's she saying to you, then? Uh, she says I need to lose some weight. How much do you weigh? Oh, uh, 23 stones. 23 stones? Yeah. Wow. I need to lose weight. How does it make you feel, though? Because she's saying to you, you need to lose weight. Uh, well, she's right in a way, because, you know, health-wise, I need to lose weight. You're a handsome guy. Do you think that she still finds you sexy? Uh, yeah, sure, she does. I should hope so, too. Yeah. <laughs> if not, I'll go and have a word with her. Yeah, I will. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Justin, I, I, again, um, please don't flirt with the uh, people you speak to in the street. OK. 
Uh, we've had a tweet from Carpet Martin. I'd never be silly enough to tell my partner she was fat. I'm more subtle. I'd say something like, chins up, love, when she's upset. That normally does the trick. <laughs> Hashtag try juicing. Brilliant. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. He's a nice guy. Unlike that first yeah. man who was outrageous, <laughs> saying to his partner two or three times, you need to lose weight, work on your tummy, or I'm going to walk out on you. Incredible. But, but, but I... Part of the, if they have made a significant physical change while you are with them, mm. they are not the same person that you, you ah, went with. Ah, you see, yes, not the same person appearance-wise, yep. but inside, absolutely the same person. Well, are they? Yes. Greedier? <laughs> Hungrier? No, not at all, not at all. I think you know, th- there are certain ways of approaching the situation, and if you love your partner and you really care about them, you would approach that in a sensitive manner, not like that first person saying, you need to work out or we're over. Just what you're doing in the next hour. Well, whatever you want me to. What, badminton, shuttlecock injuries, nine-month injuries? Um, what are you after? Well, I'll tell you the things we've got on the table so far. We've mm. got um, uh, Royal Ascot. Yep. We've told got to cover up. Told to cover up. Yep. Uh, and we've got shuttlecock injuries. Uh, shuttlecock injuries could be few and far between, but yeah. um, if they're anything like Maria's, they could be cracking. Justin, um, listen, uh, surprise me. Go out there and yep. see what you can get on whatever you fancy. OK, cheers, boss. Good lads, There we go. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. At the Clop Hill roundabout, the A6 southbound approach is queuing at the moment. Also in Kings Langley, there are queues on the A41 as you head towards the M25. The M25 itself, anti-clockwise, very slow between junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Also, the M1 London bound, a heavy going between junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The Kidneywood roundabout also looking very heavy as you go between the roundabout and the motorway. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 7.47, it's Thursday the 19th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. Virgin Trains has secured a deal to continue to run the West Coast Main Line through the three counties until March 2017. And an Islamic extremist from Luton who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. Let's get the latest weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. We can do this. Let's get the weather. Darling? Let's get the latest weather. Matt, you muffed it up? No, no, he's just working through it. He's... She should be there. Oh, great, she she should be there. Are you there? Hello, weather. Hello? Time. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can listen. Hi. You, l- l- I'm not angry. Oh, I'm not angry with you at all. <laughs> no, well, it's not my no. fault. Sitting here waiting for you. No, I know you, you are. I know you're sitting there waiting. It's the idiot. I've got Matt Lockwood working with us today. Apologies. Let's have an excellent right. weather bulletin as can always. Can you make a round of tea now, please? Oh, to make up his... Matt, go and put the cough on, please. Just, just, uh, uh, just milk for me. It's, it's being done. Away you go. 
Lovely. Good morning. Well, here I am with the weather and we do have, uh, we've had a sunny start to the day. It's been somewhat humid. Temperature um, in Luton at the moment is 16 degrees and it's really picking up quickly. So we'll be looking at highs today of around sort of 21, 22 degrees, something like that. But what we've got also arriving in the sky from the north is some cloud. That's a weak cold front and it's going to introduce maybe one or two spots of rain here and there. But really, it's just a spell of cloud that we're looking at through the first part of this afternoon especially. It will clear south, we'll have a return to the mostly sunny conditions through the evening, but what you'll definitely notice is a reduction in the humidity. It's going to be much fresher into tonight, which will be a relief, I think, to some, because it was uh, quite uncomfortable for sleeping last night. Temperatures will be similar, 11 or 12 degrees, but it won't be as humid. So for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, there's always the risk of an isolated shower, but for the most part, we're going to get some really lovely dry and sunny weather, with temperatures not doing too badly. For Friday, we're looking at uh, 20... 21 degrees, something like that. I think by Sunday, in some sunshine, we could be approaching the mid-20s. So not great for watering the gardens, but some pleasant weather to come over the next few days. Roberto Peroni. Gardeners wanting to rid their spring flower beds of snails can ditch the beer traps and eggshells and instead develop a strong throwing arm instead. Weekdays from three. I don't think there's any ethical dilemma about throwing them as opposed to killing them. It's clearly better to throw them. Hertfordshire police are warning drivers to take extra precautions with their vehicles following a rise in the number of cars stolen using specialised hacking equipment. Two thirds of teachers say poor writing has prevented them giving the marks a student truly deserves. Roberto Peroni. I do the animal stories. I also do the space stories, apparently. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Would you tell your partner you were fat? Uh, We're also doing shuttlecock injuries. We've had a text. We've had a text on shuttlecock injuries. That's to come. But before that, Kasha's in Welland. Good morning, Kasha. Good morning, Guillaume. Good morning, Kasha. Good morning, Guillaume. Good morning, Kasha. Hello. Kasha, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Excellent. Good morning. Um, Good morning. Kasha? Yes? Good morning. I said good morning about five times. What have you called him for? Um, the, the fat thing. Um, when your husband tells you and um, you're fat, then you tell your husband you're toasting and stuff like this. You tell your husband um, you're toasting? Oh, my God, yeah. He's got these brand new shoes, and every time he wears them, oh, my God, his toes smells like cheese. Oh, toes stink. I thought you said toasting. No, his feet. He's got uh, stinky, stinky feet. So your husband's got stinky feet and you're fat. It sounds like a great couple. <laughs> yeah, but we love each other. And that's all that so, counts, doesn't it? It's not a big deal. Who else is going to tell me I look like a lesbian, fat lesbian, and um, I'm overweight? He has to tell me those things, does he? So, he, <laughs> he, he just comes out and says... You, Kasha, you look like a fat lesbian, and does he want you to do something about it, or does he like it? Oh, yeah, he tells me, oh, I'm going to start training your watch. If you do the exercise, you're going to look skinny soon. But um, the lesbian thing is, when I cut my hair short, my head is so big. <laughs> I, I, am, I do look like a lesbian, and a bit scary, though, because I don't want to be approached by lesbians. Okay, well, listen, I'm sure, I'm sure you are. Of course, there are, you know, the, the lesbian community is a mixed bunch and, and most of them are wonderful, wonderful-looking women. 
with yeah. normal size heads and with with great hair. Um, yeah. But your uh, your yeah no. But your husband's stinky feet. Does that? I mean, how often are you down that end? Oh my god! Just yesterday, um, I came to him for a hug, and I thought, oh my god, what's that smell? And he went to me, oh, it's my sexy feet again. And I thought, oh my god, they're not sexy. Can you just wash them off? And he's like, no, this is sexual smell. So, so his um, feet, yeah. his feet have a sexual smell. That's what he thinks. D- yes. Does he never wash them at all? Oh, he does. Yeah. No. He does. Okay. But we got this banter sort of going on. Yeah. When he tells me, oh my god, you look so fat, and I'm like. Oh, no, I'm just fat and sexy, baby. And he's like, um, no, just leave the fat out. You really do sound... You, you, you do sound like a revolting couple. Oh, we're lovely. We've been together for 14 years. So, I, you know, I know the boogie things. And I know men, oh, my God, men are absolutely disgusted when it comes to them things. And it's not only him. I know every man who does them things. Uh, smelling his fingers. OK, Katja, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for that call. That's Kasha in... Uh, in... <laughs> that's, uh, that's Kasha in well in there. Um, and I hope nobody was offended by any of the content of that call. Of course, it was, it was just nice to get an interesting and honest snapshot of uh, a, a relationship. Very loving marriage. Very loving marriage. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know how long a marriage could survive that, I, no. sp- I suppose. No. But, uh, no, not feet like that. Good for them. No, the other. Oh, wait, for... The other thing is bad, too. Where's Pippinastics? I don't know. Oh, she's bottled it. He bottled it, Pip. He bottled it. Don't say that. Why, is she coming? Right. She's supposed to be coming. We hope that she's all right. If we she's not... If you're listening, well, give us a call. If she's not coming, she's bottled it. If she is coming, I'm looking forward to meeting her a little bit later <laughs> on. She's tweeted. She's been tweeting me. Has she? Yeah, what yeah. did she say? Morning. Oh, so and she's been listening. This is the worry. She's been listening. Oh. And maybe she's I wasn't rude she about her. a conversation with you. She wants to have a conversation with me. Maybe she's gone back to get her pole. No, I don't think. You can get portable poles. I'm sure you can. I don't think there are... Some a- might argue that there are too many portable poles over here. They're far too portable. I'm uh, making a satirical reference to the uh, perceived uh, influx of... Uh, perceived and literal influx of the Polish community into this country since the borders, border controls were loosened. Some As we say- established last week, people don't got beef with that. I was just looking at those... Um, ceiling tiles and if you were to erect a portable pole in there it would cause all kinds of mayhem no it, you have a it's a very low center of gravity it's like a bus you can't topple a double decker bus you would think a double decker was spring loaded a, like yeah, so. but you just put sandbags around the bottom. Oh, right. You can't push over a double-decker bus. Low centre of gravity, baby. Low centre of gravity. That's why they can go really fast around corners. Mm. Did you uh, know that, Matt? Have you tried to push over a double-decker bus? Yeah, of course. Have you? Ever pushed a sleeping cow over? No. You've never done that? No, no, no. no. What have I pushed over? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. That's Matt. Lockwood's in, in, Lockwood in the house. We will ask you in a second, Matt, but let's put this out there. What have you pushed over? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Matt, ever pushed anything over? I'm just going to write a note to myself and think about it. What have I pushed over? He's got to write it down and he thought of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I mean, I've pushed, I've pushed a tree over. Right. Um, yeah. An uprooted tree. Mm-hmm. 
That's, yeah, that's... not not from a standing position. It was already uprooted. Well, it was it was it was loose. You didn't do a hulk and. No, no, no. It was loose. It was loose. I must have pushed something interesting over. I By bounced the way, a car before, but not pushed. How did you bounce it? Was it was your child trapped under it? Did you tap into that inner no, strength? Someone needed to move their car and. Oh, I've uh... bounced a car. Everyone's bounced a car. Yeah. Was it on gravel? Yeah. No, it wasn't on gravel. Oh. Uh, by the way, coming up after the news eight, uh, we've seen to a woman who is fascinated by fascinators, um, and we're also playing uh, guest of the year. Did you see the Facebook comments about uh, the telling your wife, read them to or me, partner that they have put a few too many? Read them on. to me, and then I want Matt to read the uh, text about uh, okay. shuttlecock injury. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Uh, Barbara says, "What about the other way around? How would you feel if your wife told you that you were fat?" I would be, uh, I would be upset. I'd be offended. I'd be angry. But the anger would be simply to mask uh, my disappointment and my low self-esteem. Yeah. I would go away. I'd probably eat on it, and then I would. This is true. And then I would go back and apologise for losing my temper, and I would thank her for her honesty. What if she phrased it differently? You know the way I. I... Hey, you looking well fat? Who's this fat man in my house? No, what if she did what I did and subtly changed everyone's diets? I'd go, are you saying I'm fat? I'd say, look, I think we could all lose a few. But you're not fat. Well, you're not fat, but we could get healthier. I don't need to. I'm happy. Everybody needs to. He knew you. All right, dressing, start, start again. Dressing for his belly. Start again, start again. Do, do that with me again. OK. Hey, I've just thought we uh, could both do with losing uh, a few pounds. We're getting towards middle age. Let's, uh, let's sort ourselves out. Right, first of all, you're in middle age. Secondly, we work together. Why are you saying this to me? Oh. Start again, I've got another one. Oh, no. No, go on, I've got another one. Go, 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 go on. I'm trying to give people good ideas here about gentle again. ways start to again. change again. your life for the better. I know, go on, again. Hey, honey, you what? look good today. Is that a new haircut? Uh, I had it cut a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Shame about the belly, though. Let's sort it out. Oh, <laughs> now that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Matt. Yeah, I just said to my girlfriend, uh, don't worry, you're not fat. What, just spontaneously you came out with that? Yeah, That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flip it, heck. Oh, wait. Oh, Matt, can you read the text about uh, badminton injury, please? Where's the text? You're acting like it's a surprise. I warned you three minutes oh, ago. I've got another uh, Facebook if you want to cover up for him. Yeah. Um, Drake Winston Hardcastle. It I... depends. She was an eight when we met. Now, after two kids, she's a 10 to 12. She's not doing badly. Yeah. If she was not taking care of herself or her health was at risk or is moaning about it, I may do, but not before booking in at the travel lodge for a week. But dum 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 the text is that good. I think we should save it until after you the You can't news. find it, can you? It's very, very good, that text message. It's worth you you listening to this programme for. Read it off there. Right, OK. Right. Our daughter was hit in the eye with a shuttlecock when she was in junior school and we had many trips to hospital. Anne from Milton Keynes. I thought it was going to be better than that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 London bound between junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton, two lanes are blocked after an accident. Very slow on the approach back to junction 12 for Flitwick. Public transport, that's all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. To Pippa, I do, do, do apologise. She's been upstairs for 15 minutes. No one, no one told us. We'll speak to you in a bit, Pippa. Don't worry. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Milton Keynes council leader wants answers over badminton plans at the bowl. Virgin given new contract for the West Coast mainline and Luton extremists thought to be fighting in Syria. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. Badminton England has been given the go-ahead for a 17-court facility at the bowl, partly funded by the sale of land at their existing facility in Loughton, but they're facing a shortfall. New council leader Labour's Peter Marlin says it could be as much as £4 million. The council have been really generous. We're putting in over £10 million into this scheme. We've made sure that there is an enabling development uh, where they're going to build houses on some land and all the profit from from that is going to go into to building this facility so I, I don't think the council could do any more some of the sums you'll ask to ask badminton england virgin trains has secured a deal to continue to run the west coast main line through the three counties until march 2017 virgin say there will be significant improvements for passengers with the introduction of free super fast wi-fi more seats and new services the government originally awarded the contract to first group but the process was scrapped due to errors in the bidding process. An Islamic extremist from Luton who was under criminal investigation for attacking a man in London has absconded and is believed to have joined jihadists fighting in Syria. Abu Rahin Aziz was yesterday convicted in his absence as Matt Prodger reports. Abu Rahin Aziz is a British extremist from Luton who's spoken in support of ISIS, the jihadist group at the heart of the recent unrest in Iraq. He's posted videos on YouTube in May last year Abu Aziz was arrested by police for a violent attack on a man leaving a pub in central London. The victim was set upon by a group of Islamists who had been protesting outside the American embassy nearby. Aziz left the UK in March while on bail and the BBC's been told he headed to Syria to fight with jihadists. A van driver has been killed in a crash on the M40 on the Buckinghamshire-Oxfordshire border. It happened just before 7 o'clock yesterday evening when his van was in collision with an HGV on the southbound carriageway between Junction 6 for Watlington and 5 at Stoke and Church. The motorway was closed for several hours. Firefighters have tackled a blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton. They were called to the derelict Westley home at around 10.15 last night the cause is being investigated. Parents at Berkhamsted's Ashland School are calling for improvements to a dangerous junction. It comes as a charity for sustainable travel meets with MPs today to discuss how to make it safer and easier for children to walk and cycle to school. County Councillor Dr Ian Ray says they're looking at installing traffic lights and have been trying since January to recruit a crossing patrol. It's actually a very, a very affluent area and uh, it's uh, for a couple of hours a day at £6.50 an hour. I don't think that's an attractive financial proposition for many people who live in that in that particular area and so, so somebody would have to travel quite a long way. In sport, holders Spain are out of the World Cup after losing 2-0 to Chile. Tonight it's England versus Uruguay with Liverpool's Luis Suarez expected to return for the South American side. The weather, cloud breaking up to leave another warm and sunny day, a maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Apologies to our guest Pippa. She's been upstairs for the last 20 minutes. Thanks for, te- thanks for telling us, guys. Thanks for telling us, guys, who let her in and made her coffee. Thanks, guys. 
Pippa, we will get you on very soon. I'm very, very, I'm very sorry, A, you've been left waiting, and B, I'm very, very sorry that you heard Catherine being rude about you. What? I wasn't rude. You, uh, that's those, well, the words I was saying that could have been construed as rude were written by you. It was a what? scripted piece by Catherine. Don't argue. Oh, you're such a scaredy cat. Oh, for goodness sakes. Lots coming up on the show. Pole dancing, pole-nastics, Milton Keynes bowl, shuttlecock injuries. Can someone explain badminton? Would you tell your partner they were fat? What have you pushed over? Ever been told to cover up? An ascot. It's a bit chabby, isn't it? I think that's everything. Yeah, 08459 Take your pick. That'll do. Take your pick. Across beds, hearts <laughs> and bucks. Yeah. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's like a pick mix much-heralded badminton England arena at Milton Keynes Bowl could be under threat. The £20 million project is an integral part of the development of the bowl and of Milton Keynes' sporting legacy. But the BBC has discovered that badminton England may be at least £2 million short and we've heard possibly as much as £4 million short of the money it needs for the development. Adrian Christie is the chief executive of badminton England. Uh, Adrian, how, how have we got this so wrong? Um, well, I think uh, I think... The, the first thing probably to say is that everybody is doing everything they they possibly can to try and um, ensure that, that the vision that both Badminton England and Milton Keynes Council had to, to develop the bowl and develop international sport in city um, and to put the National Badminton Arena onto the site of the bowl will continue. Um, I think when we, when we achieved planning consent, um, probably just over a year ago, actually, I think it was now, um, one of the things that, that I remember saying to to the council at the time was that in order for this to happen, we needed to be able to realise the full value of the site at, that we currently occupy and the land adjacent to us um, in, in Loughton. Um, and if the full value wasn't forthcoming into the project, then that it, it would absolutely um, jeopardise, um, A, what we could build, and B, whether we could actually build it at all. And that, that's the position that we're in right now. How much is the shortfall? It's, it's difficult. I keep being asked that question. It's difficult to say because the, um, there's a number of funders that, that are contributing to, to the project overall. Um, and we're still we, 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 we're waiting on the, the outcome of our application to Sport England, which, which was seeking a maximum £2 million for that. Now, Pete, um, Peter Marlin, leader of Milton Keynes Council, thinks you, you could be as much as £4 million short. Um, well, I think I think it ultimately depends what 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 we want to build. You know, the, the the development that we wanted to put onto the bowl was a fantastic facility for both world class sport, major events, and um, and the local community. Now, depending on ultimately what what scheme we build, and the one that we want to build is the 17 court facility that we got planning consent for. Um, then then that figure's not going to be too far short. And, and that, but that's why I say it's absolutely integral um, to the whole project that we achieve the full, um, the full maximum value of that site, that, that whatever the value of that site is realised, the full value of that is, is put into the project. So if you, if you go for the 17-court uh, arena, you're £4 million short. If you go for the 12-court uh, uh, arena, what, you're £2 million short. It's still a massive amount of money, isn't it? Well, you... you, you I mean, as I say, we, we don't know exactly what the exact figure is. Yeah, roughly. Well, until, until, until we know who's putting what into the pot. Um, the council then, aren't going to put any more in, are they? Well, I, I think, you know, ultimately what, what I'm hoping that the council will do is realise that this project is, is really important, not just for the sporting legacy of Milton Keynes, but the economic impact that it will bring. And They've I, already I, put £10 million in, haven't they? Well, 
no, I think the, the council put in the full value of the land. Right. So once we know what the full value of the land is that's coming into the project, then, then you can start to put a figure on it at the moment. The full value of the land is, is, what's, um, is what's currently being discussed right now. Uh, the work was, uh, this was supposed to have opened in spring 2015. Yep. That's, that's it's, I, I'm surprised that, you, that um, with it being that close, and I'm assuming you won't make that, that you, you're still not quite sure of the figures. Well, the, fig- the figures are actually determined ultimately by um, the complexity. I mean, I think, I think what, what you need to understand is the complexity of the, the land ownership and the leaseholders that are on Bradwell Road is enormous. But you would have um, known this going into the project when you came well, up with course, the date of 2015. Of course, well, of course we did. But, but what we also, you know, going into it at 2015 was on the basis of saying, if this all runs smoothly and we're able to achieve the land, the land value, then on our side, then 2015 was absolutely a possibility. Remember, you know, one thing that I said right at the outset with this was that we want to be in, in that new arena preparing for... Um, the Olympic Games in Rio. Our, our Olympic qualification starts in May next year. So it's in our interest to make sure that that, that that facility is open in time for Rio. As a consequence of the, the deliberations and the discussions and negotiations around the complexity of land, that's put that, that date now in serious jeopardy. So, so what date are you looking project, at? Hang on, it hasn't put the project in jeopardy. Uh, what date but, are you looking at now to be opening? I think if we can get this resolved, and as I say, everyone's working hard to try to resolve this. If we can get this resolved um, in the next maybe three, three to four months, um, we're looking at a build program of around about 16 months. Okay. So, so we're probably looking, hopefully, round about, I'd say, probably the end of next year, the, the early part of 2016. Is, is that not a little optimistic? Because if you do go for the 12-court facility, you're going to have to go through the planning permission again, aren't you? And that could take a long time. Uh, yeah, we, we, we would have to go through planning consent again, and I mean, we're, we're ready, if, if, if all of the numbers can get stacked up, we're ready to go into planning in the autumn. So on our, on our side, we're ready to go. We, we know what needs to be done, but I think what's, mo- what's more, and put the Olympic preparation for one side, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discounting how critically important that is to us, but what, what is very, very important is, is the, long, uh, the long-term benefits, not just, as I say, not just to us, but to the city. Finally, Adrian, the, the, the rumours are around that you're thinking of abandoning the bowl and moving to the leisure plaza instead. Um, well, I think that, you know, for... You, you mentioned the figure of £20 million earlier on. For, is that true? For, for what, the bowl? Uh, you're moving to the leisure plaza. Is that, is no, that, is that no, possible? No, 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 we're not, we're not moving to the leisure plaza. When, when we're looking at the, 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 the scale of this project, what's important is that we do every amount of due diligence possible. So it has to what, happen at the what, bowl? What has, what has to happen at the bowl is that we get absolute clarity of what's going to be on that site. And, you know, those goalposts have changed as well in the last 12 months. We, it, you know, the, the partners that are on there, and it's for the development partnership to work, to work that one through. We don't know the detail of what they're working through. But what is important is that everyone comes together and shows that this is a project that's important to Milton Keynes. So is the Leisure Plaza an option? The Leisure Plaza was an option for us. Is it an option now? Um, I wouldn't discount it. I wouldn't discount it, but I'm, I'm not. But the due diligence that we've gone through clearly shows us that the bowl is our preferred site, and that's where okay. our attention is. So the, the bowl is the preferred site, but the Leisure Plaza is, 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 is a second option if, if things don't it quite could, work out it there. It could be an option. OK, Adrian, thank you.
That's uh, Adrian Christie, Chief Executive of Badminton England. Uh, if you want to have your say on that, 08459 455 555 is the, uh, uh, the telephone number. I didn't, I didn't ask him to explain um, badminton to me. Didn't ask him to explain it to me. Maybe not the time. Maybe not the time nor the place. It was, uh, so the, the Leisure Plaza is, uh, is still potentially an option, is what uh, the conclusion we we'll came to. We'll keep an eye on it, won't we? We'll certainly keep an eye on it. It's not, not too close an eye, otherwise it could end in tears. Matt, couldn't it? You could get something in your face, yeah. Injury. Shuttlecock injury. We're talking that's where about we were that. going. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what I was building up to, Matt. Yeah, we're talking about this morning. Yeah, I know. Yep. Um, 08459 Yo. What's he doing? I don't know. Oh, dear. Morning, Pippa. Sorry to keep you, kept you waiting so long. That's very rude of us. Very rude. Very naughty. Someone's going to be um, cleaned and then fired. It's all right. I think there's been a miscommunication. There's been a miscommunication. It's all sorted. Is it Matt's fault? Yeah. Matt! What did you do, you plum? (laughs) It's not Matt's fault. It's just stuff that happens sometimes. Anyway, it's all sorted now. Okay. well, you're fired then, Catherine. Okay. good. What? (laughs) I'm going to have a look at the front pages of the newspapers. Uh, the, The important newspapers. And by the important, I mean the Mail, the Express and Matt... The Sun. There we go. You got it right. Well, I don't know why we don't get delivered the mirror, but uh, there we go. The Daily Express. Alzheimer's cure is on the way. W- exciting. Yes. Exciting. What when, does it entail? Well, it, more it, walking. It, 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 Sudoku. It, no, no, no. This is a real cure. Juicing. No, no. This is a real right. medical cure. Twenty twenty-five. Oh, yeah. Uh, a cure for dementia could be a reality by twenty twenty-five, and Britain is leading the way to find it. A huge one hundred million pounds research project. That doesn't sound like a lot to me. No. Hundred million pounds to research into dementia. Considering the size of the problem. And there's a picture of. Um, oh, look at that. There's a picture of Kate who was at Bletchley Park yesterday. Local and vocal. I didn't know whether to look at you or no, to look no, at her no. bum. Uh, Kate's family spy secrets. Well, it's not secret anymore. Her no. grandma used to work there. And her great-aunt. The Daily Mail. Mass... Uh, what? The mass, mass killer serving 50 years in UK jail takes Britain to court. Genocide warlord. We've got a genocide warlord in a British prison? He's in Durham. Genocide warlord claims his rights to a family life. An African warlo- warlord guilty of crimes against humanity is suing Britain for denying him his right to a family. Do you know what I find more interesting about this story? The name of the um, Home Affairs editor in the Daily Mail. What's that? James Slack. Oh. Pick up, pick up the slack. Why, is he drunk? If he was drunk, you'd say pick up the slack. I'm sure I'm, James v- I'm sure he's never had that many drunk. a time. As a joke. The Sun, uh, they've got cut out and keep fake fangs. What for? Suarez. I Suarez, that guy is nuts. Sounds like Suarez. And Wrighty's wife held hostage. Raiders threatened to cut off his kids' fingers. Not Matthew Wright. Ian Wright flew home from the World Cup last night after his wife and two kids were held hostage by knife-wielding robbers. That's terrible. That's an awful story. That's shocking. Thank you, Matt. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. Two lanes are closed after an accident. Very slow on the approach with queues back to Junction 12 for Flitwick. 
Also, the M25 clockwise between junction 15 for the M4 and 16 for the M40. One lane is closed after an accident and it's slow going through that area. On the sensors, the A1M southbound, heavy going around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Then in Hemel Hempstead, queues on the A414 between the M1 Junction 7 and the traffic lights at the main crossroads. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. It's 8.16. It is uh, Thursday, the 19th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. Virgin Trains has secured a deal to continue to run the West Coast Main Line through the three counties until March 2017. And investigations are starting this morning after a blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton. BBC's Three Counties Radio. BBC introducing. This weekend, BBC introducing is putting on one of the biggest shows we've ever done. done. To celebrate the summer solstice, we're going to bring you 24 gigs in 24 hours. hours. We'll be live across beds, hearts, and bucks with artists such as Luke Pickett, Alex Bay, and Natasha North. Follow us live on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and hear the highlights on Saturday night during BBC Introducing from 8. BBC Introducing. 24 gigs in 24 hours on the longest day of the year. Breathe, breathe. Stop. Friday night here on BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Introducing. Oh dear, what a racket. Breathe. Calm down, find your centre. Let's align those chakras. Just feel yourself, your presence, that you're loved and that you're welcome and that you are a wonderful human being. I'm still out of breath, though. <laughs> Did that not help? Well, no, it's helped me to, to calm down. Why are you so out of breath? What's wrong? You're looking buff, by the way. Because uh, some- someone has printed about 4,000 pages of pictures yes. on the Three Counties Radio printer. Yep. So nothing else will come out of the printer apart I... from constant pictures. I need those pictures. They're yours. I need those pictures. Please tell me you didn't print those pictures. And I'm not going to print them at home and waste my printer ink. Are you joking? We'll do that on the licence fee. Right. No, it wasn't me. But you you dashed down like a lunatic. Yeah, nothing else is coming out the printer. It's driving me mad. Anyway, don't worry. Did you have a little hissy fit in the office, as you are sometimes prone to do? I did just say whoever has printed this should be shot. I think that's reasonable, don't you? <laughs> you can't threaten someone with murder. I guess because they printed some well, pictures. They, they should. Whoever whoever printed those pictures should be shot. Oh dear. Take it outside and shot. <laughs> Ooh, I, like I think that's reasonable, don't you? I got a feeling your show's going to be a little bit sparky today. Do you think? I just feel you're going to be a little bit uh, a little bit feisty. Oh. What are you talking about? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, it's something I can get feisty about. Should young offenders have their criminal record removed? when they turn 18. You've seen this story today. An inquiry has told MPs and members of the House of Lords that children who commit minor crimes should have their criminal records wiped clean when they turn 18. Uh, The review heard that criminal records can make it harder for children to get a good education and a good job. Dr Tim Bateman from the University of Bedfordshire, he gave evidence to this inquiry and he'll be joining me on the show after nine this morning. But as always, most importantly, I want to hear your thoughts on this this morning. Should young offenders have their cr- 
criminal record removed when they turn 18. 08459 455 555, as always, is my number. We're talking about would you tell your partner if they were fat? And I noticed on the show, I think on your show on Monday, that uh, Tim, Tim Wheeler... Told me I'd put it on a bit of weight. He came straight out with it, didn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that a loving thing to do? I mean, I think you're looking. I think you're looking pretty buff. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, I've, the, the reality is, yeah. on my holiday in Frigoliana last week, yeah. I ate a lot and I drank. Beautiful. I drank my body weight in red wine. Truth be told, that's what it's all about. Now my body has bloated because of the carbohydrates I've eaten. Yeah. So it's going to take a few weeks mm. of eating more normally, yes. my non-frigoliana diet, <laughs> before I start to slim down again. Oh. But I'll, I'll be all right. I know I'm a bit puffy. I don't think you look puffy at all. I was really? Just, I think you look, I think you look um, cute. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of, of being somewhere hot and foreign and eating hot, foreign, delicious food. And I'm oh, envious yes. of you. I'm not going to get that for a while. And I drank loads of beer as well. Really? Yes. Sam Miguel's... Oh, lovely! Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio is the telephone number. Adjust yourself, we've got plenty of time. We've got ple- Matt, what are you doing? Just adjusting us. <laughs> you can stop adjusting yourself now. Now, on yesterday's show, Catherine and I had a little bit of a falling out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you since admitted to me that you were wrong. No, I haven't. Well, I know you haven't technically. I went home and thought about it, and I'm more convinced now than I was before that I was right. I can't remember the specifics of what we were arguing about. You were saying that children should not be involved in any form of pole dancing yes. or pole exercise. You clumped the both of them together. Well, well... The, you the, did. The, the, then you started to soften a bit on the exercise. The pole exercise evolved. Yeah, but you said that even that has a connotation. Yes, it did. And we, we Googled we Googled polenastics. When mm-hmm. someone mentioned the word polenastics, we Googled polenastics, and Pippa polenastics, Pippa Loveridge, came up. In three across, three down, it was quite um, it was quite a picture, quite a pose that you were in. Was it? It's the one where you're doing that. Ah, yes, <laughs> that's called a fighting foof. A what? A fighting foof. A fighting foof. We uh, we um, saw your picture. We mentioned you. And we thought it'd only be fair to get you on. You phoned up and you, you you came on. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Explain to me what polnastics is. Uh, it's vertical dance and gymnastics on a vertical. A piece of apparatus rather than a horizontal piece of apparatus. So a pole? Yeah. Pole going up? Pole going up. Uh, and it, it, which came first, the Nastics or the club? The pole, the pole dancing or pole Nastics? Um, you're talking stripping? I, well, see, I don't think there necessarily has to be stripping in pole dancing. It can still be pole dancing and still be erotic without the stripping, mm-hmm. I think, can't it? Yeah, but it can still be dancing and erotic without the pole. But then that's dancing. Yeah. Right, but when it's a pole, doesn't the pole... Which came first, polenastics or pole dancing? Uh, pole dancing. Right, OK. And then polenastics has evolved out of that. And how did you get involved into that? Um, by accident, really. I was um, 36, bored, didn't like anything, any other kind of exercise. Mm. My friend told me about a pole dancing class. I thought, that sounds interesting. Let's go and make a show of myself. And completely fell in love with it. And now I run a company. And how, well, I know. And some of the pictures, some of the poses you can, uh, you can pull and some of your uh, muscle strength is incredible. How long did it take you to be able to dangle from a pole? Um, it took a lot of dedication. I was a student doing five to six hours a week for about um, a year and a half before I Blimey. started looking at teaching. Yeah. Uh, it all depends on your strength and your own body weight um, to be able to get good. Right. So, 
Now, the reason we were talking about this yesterday is there was a story in some of the papers about some pole dancing taking place mm-hmm. at a primary school with uh, sort of kids, 12-year-old kids yeah. doing it. Uh, I don't know if you saw the story, but well, what... I did. I've seen the video, yeah. Oh, is there a video of this? Yeah. What, what exactly was going on and what are your thoughts on it? It was absolutely, definitely pole fitness. They right. were doing... Um, there was nothing sexual about it, but unfortunately it's perceived because it's a vertical piece of apparatus it is perceived right. as sexual um, and one of the tricks that one of the girls was doing who was in shorts and a crop top because they were in like spangly hot pants weren't they in a crop oh, top you couldn't see that from the video okay. but um, you need grip to be able to stick to a metal pole so yes. um, she, she did need to have her legs free to be able to grip but she actually did a phoenix and I know there's lots of pole dancers listening now describe the phoenix uh, to me phoenix is a body weight lift where you spin and then turn your body in um, upside down and hold it out vertically as well so it's okay. called an Aisha but um, yeah. it requires a hell of a lot of strength and a lot of practice so she did she did an advanced move and she was a 12 year old child okay. so her body strength is incredible is the clothing uh, in, 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 integral to part of the definition as to whether it's sectional. Because I, did, I didn't see the video, but I did see a picture. And in the picture, it was quite blurry, but it did look like she was wearing really short, sparkly hot pants. Yeah, she could have been, yeah. I mean... Is, is that, does that make a difference on whether it's appropriate or not? But, well, yeah, but it's no different to what um, gymnasts wear in the, in the form of a leotard, really. She, um, depending on the grip, we use our sides and backs, thighs, um, upper body, arms... Um, to grip the pole with so you need to be safe um, I think children pole dancing uh, and doing pole fitness and pole gymnastics should really do it on a Chinese pole what's a Chinese pole? Uh, that's a covered pole so they don't need skin grip for okay, it so okay, therefore so they can be fully covered yeah. um, if, if your argument is that she was um, clothed badly or clothed in a provocative way yeah. to be able to do um, the form of fitness that she was doing then um, that would fix that because she could still okay. do all of the same tricks but she could be fully clothed. There is a connotation isn't there that pole dancing is sexual because it, is sexual, it, yeah. it, 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 well, it is sexual yeah. so is it appropriate for children to be doing a sexual dance? No I don't think it is. I don't teach children I don't think it's appropriate for them to be associated right. with anything um, erotic and pole dancing is is erotic um, but what they were doing was pole fitness it was okay it was vertical gymnastics is what they were doing but unfortunately people don't see that yet and i don't think they'll see that for for a long time is that because that the, when you think of a pole dance or you know if you think of a pole and i know you're avoiding using the word pole when you talk about vertical fitness apparatus um but it is perceived as phallic it is perceived mm-hmm. as um um blokes generally leering at women it is perceived as a sexual mm-hmm. thing isn't it yeah I, I can't deny that at all yeah it is and is that um this is kind of my thing this is why i think it's inappropriate for kids to do to do kind of pole dancing pole gymnastics or anything like that because uh, the children are completely innocent of course the children are innocent it's it's what society and what we put on them but there are people that will put a sexual connotation on that and it is children to one side Women gripping poles with their legs is quite sexy. I don't know why. I don't quite know. There'll be some Freudian... avoiding the word groin today because I'm, I'm sat in front of you. I'm avoiding the word... Did I say groin yesterday? Lots. You said Did groin I say groin? Okay, women gripping on a pole with their groin is, is kind of... is sexy. It's a sexy thing. Whether it's in, the intention is sexual or not, it is sexy. That's what you perceive, Yeah. 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 But that says more about what you're seeing rather than what they're actually doing. Because if you look at any images of any dance, if yep. you look at Beyonce dancing, if you look at oh, Rihanna dancing... Beyonce's filth. If, yeah, if, and if you look at um, any of the gymnastics moves, yeah. um, to being able to do the splits and being able to grip with your thighs yeah, and, yeah. and um, 
all of that is is part of any kind of dance. It's funny because I've, I've been to some Beyonce concerts, and I'm I, I'm such an old man, uh, and I'm I'm really shocked that little girls go there because the, yeah. the, it's filthy. It yeah. is filthy. Um, and I can see the sexuality in that, and there's a debate as to whether that kind of... Rihanna, I think, is just awful anyway, in, in terms of her, the, the, the image that she projects to young women. Um, so there is an argument as to whether that's acceptable for kids. But, but it's, it's weird, because I don't see gymnastics as a sexual... I don't see it in any sexual contest. I see nothing sexual about the, um, the, the pummel horse or the, you know, the parallel bars or I'm at the end of my gymnastics knowledge. I don't see the two. Whereas the pole itself... So parallel or vertical, horizontal, yeah. vertical. All we've done is switch it. That's it. Yeah. So, but there's there's less. Okay, there's less of the bump and grind. There's less of uh, someone. I'm going to act this out for you now. Aren't you the lucky one, Pippa? There's less <laughs> of someone of a woman holding on to a pole with her what's it's and jiggling her arms. But that wasn't what the children were doing. No, no, no. You're, you're no. talking about two separate things. There's no. Pole gymnastics. There's pole dancing. There's pole fitness. Would Would that happen in pole gymnastics and pole fitness? If I was teaching adults. We teach yeah. dance, we teach pole fitness, right. um, and we teach gymnastics as well. Okay. So um, you can learn choreography. It doesn't ha- even have to be sexy choreography. It can be choreo- choreography around a piece of apparatus, which is the pole. Yeah. Um, we also run um, sexy workshops. We run What's a sexy workshop? Um, where you get your jiggy on on the pole. Wowzers. Um, we can teach that. Lots of women... Um, enjoy that. Yeah. They like the fact that they can feel sexy. Do they then go home and then do that for their, their husbands no or their wives or whatever? I have no idea at all. But the ladies that do um, have a pole at their house because they like to practice at home and oh. have children, all of their children just dance around it the whole time, play around it, climb it, jump around it, do spins all over it. So, But that's because it's fun to do. It, it is, of course it's fun and we're nearly out of time. I really appreciate you coming in. Uh, is there a danger though, because that some parents are allowing their children to be sexualised by, in your opinion, uh, is there a danger that some parents are allowing their children to become sexualised by letting them um, uh, dance, do gymnastics, do whatever on a pole? No, I don't think, I think you're thinking they're going to be sexualised. Because some parents do sexualise their children, don't they, by entering them into to beauty contests and, and you know, yeah, beauty passions and things like that. Yeah, that's far more worrying than letting them dance around a stick, yeah. You don't see any correlation between the two? Um, I can see how you would, but I'm... F- from being within the industry I know that the children would just be learning gymnastics and power tricks and strength and, and to be honest it's much better than sitting on the sofa playing 18 games and doing nothing you know these children whether they're doing it at home or whether there are schools around yep. in the area that do teach children ponastics isn't one of them but they're off the sofa they're not sitting inside watching television they're burning calories um you know it's it's tackling child obesity if if they are doing that so but i don't think it, it I, I don't think it will become mainstream for many okay. many years let's put it out there oh eight four five nine four double five 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 i really appreciate you coming in what's uh, but if people want to get find out about your uh, studio and your classes where, where do they go uh ponastics.co.uk simple as paper thank you very much for coming in thank you Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ongoing problems on the M1 London bound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. Two lanes are blocked after an accident. Still very slow on the approach with queues starting around Junction 12 for Flittick. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Also, the clockwise M25, there was an accident earlier on between Junction 15 for the M4 and 16 for the M40, still slow through that area. And on the sensors in Kings Langley, the A41 is queuing as you head towards the M25. Public transport all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Virgin Trains has secured a deal to continue to run the West Coast Main Line through the three counties until March 2017. The government originally awarded the contract to First Group, but the process was scrapped due to errors in the bidding process. The Education Secretary, Michael Gove, has given the go-ahead for a planned Luton Girls Academy for girls aged 11 to 18 to open in September 2015. No details of a site for the proposed new free school have yet been announced. There's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there and an investigation is starting this morning after a blaze overnight at a former old people's home in Leegrave High Street in Luton Three Counties Sports BBC Three Counties Radio The defending champion Spain have been knocked out of the World Cup after losing to Chile The ball is played across, chance for Vargas, kept his feet and scored Casillas to his left, pants it away and then the shot is into the Chile have scored again! The 2-0 defeat means Spain have become the first defending champions to lose their opening two group games. It means Chile and the Netherlands progress from Group B. That's after the Dutch beat Australia 3-2. Also last night, Cameroon went out after a 4-0 defeat by Croatia. Tonight, of course, it's England versus Uruguay. Captain Steven Gerrard is expecting to face fit again Liverpool teammate Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez is a genius. I've said it many, many times. He's a wonderful player. I think it's going to be a boost for the Uruguay players and their supporters to have him back but they're more than one player you know they have other good players around the pitch they're a strong team so we treat Suarez like any other Uruguay player we have a game plan in place to try and win this football match and it's an 8 o'clock kickoff our time before that it's Colombia versus the Ivory Coast at 5 with Japan versus Greece at 11 in golf the Women's US Open starts today Lucy Williams is making her debut and the mid-hearts golfer says it could be the greatest moment in her career I think it might be probably one of the biggest moments ever in my career because it's probably the biggest women's tournament in the world in the game so yeah don't think much will top that in the future and in rugby England have made seven changes to their start lineup for Saturday's third and final test against New Zealand. Meanwhile, Bedford's Aaron Morris starts at full-back for England under-20s in tomorrow's Junior World Cup final against South Africa. That's also in New Zealand. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, yes. Well... Lots to talk about in the last 25 minutes of the show. Um, Gosh, there's so much to talk about. Badminton injuries. No one has been able to phone up and sell badminton as a sport to me. It's tennis for old people, isn't it, basically? I've got some Texas for you. Okay. Ian, my wife and I play badminton every Monday with a club. Our coach works us so hard you're on the verge of throwing up. How old are you? I don't know. Yeah, 62. And the serve might be slow, but the return comes back at you over 100 miles per hour and you're only 15 no. foot from it. If it hits you, it's a similar pain to a paintball. Oh, what, a little sting. OK, next. I hit my wife many times and regretted it when I got home. Plus, I've been hit in the head by my playing partner's racket. Come and play and oh. you'll experience a whole new world of pain and whoop-ass. So they've been injured by clumsiness. Leonard in Milton Keynes. He's on his way to Texas and just gone out of range. His name's Leonard? Yes. He's 68 then. No, he's not. Len, how old are you? the term whoop I've recently taken up badminton with friends who no, are better than me. No, you haven't, Catherine. No, this is Dave St. Another Clement. text, oh, OK. Dave St. Clement of Milton Keynes. <laughs> they find it funny to aim for me. I often end up taking it to the face once it went in my eye. OK. Uh, 
Uh, badminton court, £20 an hour with all 12 courts booked 24-7, 365 days. will raise £2 million easily, says Maff in Hans, Hans Lope. Whack the shuttlecock over the washing line till they've been lost over the fence at home. Maff, who's going to... Who's going to play badminton at three o'clock in the morning? Why have we got a text here from the, uh, to the Queen? I think it's a stray one. I'm not quite sure what the point is. I think I know why the Queen's not responded. Could you get Matt to read it for me, please? Go on, Matt. Right, read, this. read this. This is, this is the text that. we've received, and it's, it's to the Queen. Matt, away you go. Oh, God, here we go. It's a long text, isn't it? To the Queen, I am contacting you... Um, what? To the Queen, I'm contacting you. Has you more experience? This person can't write. I'll read it. I'll read it as it's been written. Do. To the Queen, I'm contacting you. Has you have more experience in this? Has it happened before? An American law slapped you in the face, and I've tried contacting the President of America, and I've been blocked. And has, and has a, I write this? I have go other ways. They stare. That is why too many jobs are going. And I've been through Islam law in college. I have a missed appointment at the social. If you can provoke me with a provider to get money to help get into the training for work program, but not any of these, has I am not on their scheme, then I will come mainstream. My skills need updating. That is all. What? That makes no sense. I'll forward it to Buckingham Palace. Please do. We're the BBC. We have a direct, a direct hotline. This. We're talking about all of those things. Uh, ever told your partner that they are fat? Ever pushed anything over? And anything you want to give us a call about? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. One of the uh, stories we've been following this morning is the transport charity Sustrans will meet MPs today to urge them to do more to get children walking to school, starting with ensuring they'll be safe from traffic. It's as if they've read the minds of a group of parents in Berkhamsted who fear a child will be hurt trying to cross the road to Ashland School. For once, the local council needs no convincing and has broken with policy by offering to pay for a lollipop person. But, 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 no one wants the job. Perhaps the £6.50 an hour uh, they're offering isn't tempting enough. Well, I'm joined now by Melissa Henry from Sustrans. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning. Uh, I guess one of the ways to make roads safer is to get, um, you know, road attendants, lollipop men and women. But if people don't want the jobs, there's there's not a lot that places can do, is there? Uh, There's a lot we can be doing. Uh, We could be um, imposing... Uh, 20 mile an hour speed limits and actually making that the default speed limit. We can be investing far more in safe uh, walking and cycling routes around schools, which also benefit the wider community. And we can be encouraging kids to have much better training in school to walk and cycle uh, safely uh, around their school, but also around their This is obviously what kids want. Kids actually want to be uh, walking, cycling, scooting to school. They don't want to be cooped up in a car. And at about this time, um, I imagine an awful lot of people um, on the road in their cars will be um, wishing that kids could be doing that too because, um, you know, a lot of congestion is caused by the school run. You carried out a survey of parents uh, recently, Melissa. What sort of things did that reveal? Well, it reveals that it's traffic danger that mm. uh, is uh, most off-putting uh, when it comes to letting kids walk, cycle and scoot to school. Uh, far more of a concern than stranger danger or gang violence. You know, it's, it's really up, you know, it's a very high proportion of parents who care about that. And an awful lot of parents have experienced for themselves when they do walk their kids or cycle their kids to school uh, an, an experience of a vehicle not stopping or a speeding vehicle 
Um, and and a, a smaller proportion have had um, an, an incident where their child's actually been hit. And so I think, um, you know, all that uh, combines to, in- to, to encourage parents to think actually the safest thing to do is put kids in the back of the car. Are parents doing it? I, I imagine some parents are, are driving their kids to call, school uh, uh, partly th- for safety reasons. I would have suspected the majority are doing it um, out of convenience because that's kind of the, the society we're in now where we drive everywhere. Yeah, that, that, that's probably true too. Uh, the, the, the primary school journey is uh, quite a short journey. On the whole, it's less than two miles. Um, often, um, I know this from my own son actually, often we can, we can cycle it quicker than we could drive it. I think that uh, the health benefits and the congestion benefits and just the benefits to children arriving, having had a slightly more active journey, um, you know, full of the joys of a sunny day like today, uh, is better for the children too. You're meeting MPs today. What are you hoping to achieve from that meeting? Well, what we really want is a much higher level of understanding of the importance of creating safety for our children. Children um, are disproportionately affected uh, in, by road accidents. Um, a lot more children killed and uh, seriously injured on our roads than, than, than any society like ours should be tolerating. So what we're hoping is a, a much deeper understanding, uh, an understanding that it takes investment to make it safer for children to walk and cycle to school, that we need more investment in uh, walking and cycling provision, that we need better uh, training for children uh, in school, particularly around cycle training, uh, and that we actually need to be looking at the uh, speed of cars uh, travelling around our communities. Uh, Melissa, I appreciate your time. I wish you the very best of luck as a father of two young boys. Of course, it will be, uh, be great to make uh, roads uh, everywhere, particularly around schools, much safer. That's Melissa Henry from Sustrans. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, I have spent the morning dissing earth is that i sue what are you doing hello sue hello sue where are you are you are you underground hello 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 can i speak to sue please yes speaking hello sue i'm just going to put you on the air now thank you Ian. okay thank you hang on just wait there and the next voice you'll hear will be mine thank you Ian. and we'll be on the radio okay thank you Ian. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, I have spent a significant part of the morning dissing badminton. And no one's been able to find out and say that why badminton is good, but we've had lots of badminton injury stories. Sue from Luton, you, what, what happened to your husband? He was uh, 19 at the time and uh, playing badminton. Yes. Uh, he ended up... Complete bed rest in hospital, five days with a bleed in the eye. Oh, that's not, I, we all thought that was going to end up somewhere else. What? So, what, so he got he got he got um, uh, shuttlecocked in the eye. He did, and can you imagine the uh, the stories on the football pitch as he also played football without uh-huh. uh, shuttlecock in the eye? Yeah, ex- exactly. I'm, I'm, they were making all the jokes that I'm making in my head yeah. that I'm not allowed to say because I do like um, being able to pay my mortgage. Uh, so what? It just, it, it just the, the, his opponent just whacked it really hard and it went straight in the eye. But yeah. b- ball end first. Yeah, five days in there, complete, couldn't move, lying in the bed for five days. Does that not make him a bit of a lightweight, Sue? Um, I wouldn't like to say, but oh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. know him at the time. Right, okay, you've manned him up a bit since then. I have, yeah. Does, yeah. does he play badminton anymore? No, no golf now <laughs> oh yeah because there's no danger of getting a whack in the eye on the golf course is there 
Sue, you're, you're, thank you very much. Well done to you. Well done to your husband. 08459 555 555. So, nobody has been able to defend badminton and say, whoa, it's not tennis for old people. It's a cracking sport. It's a thoroughly entertaining, fast-paced, skillful sport. No one's been able to do that. But so far, we've had three counts of badminton injuries, including one gentleman. He's a good husband. He's got a good job in London. He's going to be out of action for, um, was it six months, Matt? I think it was nine months. Nine months, that it was, was it. out of action for nine months. Can't go to the toilet, can't really do anything. It's just stuck on a, on a chair. It sounded all very depressing. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's got a guy. He's a good husband. And he's this all good through job. badminton. Yeah, all through badminton. 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 All through oh, wait, badminton. Okay, we know it's all through badminton. <laughs> oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You're a bit of a sporty bloke, aren't you, Matt? Okay. <laughs> no. no, you're not at all. No. Do you like playing any sports? Uh, a snooker. I do like a bit of snooker. Yeah. Pool. I do like pool. Well, I like I like pool because pool is, is is snooker for people who aren't very good at snooker. Exactly. And let's be honest, no one's good at snooker. If I no, get a break no. of six, I consider it a good. <laughs> day. Well, you, you put a red, don't you? You put a colour. Then you think, how do I keep this break going? <laughs> Where do I end the cue to the cue ball? I can very rarely pot the colour after the red. <laughs> the, the, only sco- the only time I score during snooker is when the other person fouls. That's the only time. Yes. Uh, and, and some people are very obsessed with the foul and the miss rule, which um, have you heard of that? The foul and the miss rule? No, go on. It's very complicated, but it just, it just slows, slows oh, the game Oh, if you can play a miss. It, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost to stop people deliberately missing, but they get that close to the ball. Yeah. They clearly haven't Ooh, deliberately hey, missed hey, the fella. ball, but yet the referee's saying foul and a miss Come rule. on, come on. It's ridiculous. Someone's get their, rid of that rule in Someone snooker. has had their heart broken in the snooker hall. Get rid of that rule. OK. Do you watch sport? Um, I watch. I'm watching England. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of those uh, jump on the bandwagon. You know, I, I watch enough to have a conversation with people occasionally in the pub. Uh, you know, they say, "Did you watch the England game last night?" And then I what go, do you say? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was, oh. wasn't bad. Was then it? what do they say? And they go, oh, "So, are you impressed by you know Stephen Gerrard?" Or, and then what you know, do you say? Uh, but, uh, there were several players that played well, and he was not one of them. And then what do he? they say? And then they say, "Well, um, you sound like you know what you're talking about." And I go, "Yes, I do." And then the conversation ends ends there, really. But um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of football talk in the office upstairs, isn't there? Really, uh, I mean, I just feel left out. Um, Turby's very into football Ben Shaggy is into football um, Who else is into football? Uh, Tony Fisher He likes a bit of football Nick Coffer He likes football JVS doesn't like football I'm sure he doesn't look like football JVS do you like football? No I don't There you go Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ongoing problems on the M1 London bound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. Two lanes are blocked after an accident. It's causing severe delays on the approach going past Junction 12 for Flittick. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. The clockwise carriageway is struggling between Junction 15 for the M4 and 16 for the M40 after an earlier accident. Then looking on the speed sensors between Houghton Regis and Mark Yates, the A5 Redbourne bound looking very heavy might be as a result of people diverting from the problems on the M1. 
Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Coming up before nine, we'll speak to JD again, no doubt, and maybe take your calls. But right now, it's 8.47 exactly. It is Thursday, the 19th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Virgin Trains has secured a deal to continue to run the West Coast Main Line through the three counties until March 2017. The Education Secretary, Michael Gove, has given the go-ahead for a planned Luton Girls Academy to open in September 2015. And there's a question mark over development plans at the Milton Keynes Bowl after complications with funding a proposed new badminton centre there. Let's get the latest weather now. Here's Wendy Hurrell. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. We've uh, had a bit of sunshine so far today. Very nice to wake up to. It's helped to lift the temperature to about 16 degrees in Stevenage at the moment. Um, but as we go through um, the next few hours, that cloud has uh, sunk across us. It's going to continue moving south and it's going to just cap the temperature for a little bit. It might rise a little bit higher. I think we'll probably just about hit something like 19 or 20 degrees uh, in the next couple of hours. But what this cloud consists of is... Uh, is, is a cold front basically it's a very weakened cold front so there's not very much rain on it although it might just produce one or two spots but really it's going to introduce this cloud and that will be on and off with us through the rest of today I think it will start to clear actually towards late afternoon and evening return to some sunnier skies then but what we'll lose is the humidity so if it wasn't very comfortable for sleeping last night you might find it a bit more comfy tonight temperatures will be similar at around 10 or 11 degrees but it won't be quite as muggy for Friday, Saturday and Sunday I have to warn of a shower. They will be isolated. I very much doubt you'll see them at all because most of us, most of us are going to have dry conditions, some sunny breaks, temperatures tomorrow up to about 21, 22 degrees and perhaps a little bit higher than that in a few places as we go through Sunday. So a fine spell of weather to look forward to. Imagine a radio station with no music. What's your favourite biscuit? Imagine a programme without conversation. Listen to me, I'm really important. Imagine an afternoon with no local stories. Hundreds of miles away, something really impressive is happening. Sounds pretty boring. Mm. Which is why we have Nick Coffer. BBC Three Counties Radio, Nick Coffer, here until three o'clock. Every weekday he'll bring you the music. Gallagher and Lyle, I want to stay with you. Every breath you take, that's a police. The conversation. His dedication to local musicians has led him to starting Papermouth. And the local stories. Today we're going to be looking at the work of the Bedford and Milton Keynes Waterways Trust. Say no to boring afternoons and listen to Nick Coffer. Weekdays from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. I could really do with a hit of smelling salts. We've been talking about bat... Couldn't you, Catherine? No, I've done for, Whoa, for life. Oh, no, man. I'm going to start a 12-step group for smelling salts addicts because they <laughs> must be out there. Matt, you ever done any smelling salts? No. Yeah! Matty! In one, in one. Anyway. Uh, well, yeah, we're talking badminton this morning, and I don't get badminton. It's not a sport. It's not it a, is. It's not a sport in the slightest. It it's not a sport. It's, it's, um, it's gentle tennis for old people. You said ping pong was a sport. That's ping not pong a sport. Is to- Go up to a Chinaman and say ping pong's not a sport. He I will kill you. I don't care about the Chinaman. No, you watch the Chinese playing it. It's, you're right. You're right, Matt. What? Ping pong isn't a sport. When Good. the Chinese play, it's an art. Oh. It's an art. Isn't it, Catherine? Martial. Martial art. I'm going to find some wicked... There are these two Chinese dudes. They might be French. And they are... They do, like, wicked... They're like the John Virgo 
of ping pong. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the waistcoats. They do wicked comedy ping pong, right? I'm going to find you some footage of that. Okay. I'm going to make you watch it whilst you're sat on my lap. Whoa. It, it's only a game show, snookering you tonight. I'm going to be snookering you, snookering you tonight, big break. Snookering you, snookering you tonight, big break. Look at Jonathan Vernon Smith's face. He can't believe it. Big break. Are you sure you don't want him on your show? Come on, join in, Jim. You can work on your team. You got the words wrong. What? It's only. It's only snickering you tonight. Snickering. (laughs) What is it? The way you sang it, it sounded wrong. Right. It's only a game. So. You better believe I'm right. right. There we go. There we or go. Or put up a real good fight. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it depends yeah. who's, we who's, who's singing it. Yeah. Uh, Justin. I'm going to be snookering you, snookering you tonight. Big, Big break. break. <laughs> Carry on, Justin. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> you're on the again. Hang on, who's doing the show here? It's me. You're not the boss. I am. No, you're not the boss. I am. No, no. Yeah. I'm here to cause disorder. <laughs> Justin, please, yes. can, I, can I try and gain some control of this ridiculous yes. Uh, embarrassment? Yes. Badminton, it in a sport, is it? Oh, uh, well, according to you, it's not. Um, well, hang on, and, and, Justin, according to you earlier on in the show, it's not. Yes, yes, I'll probably go along with that. Thank you. Uh, I'm at uh, Venue 360 in Luton, oh. I'm live oh, yeah. here with Claire Jellows. She plays for Vauxhall Badminton Club. Oh. And her husband is the events manager for Badminton England, the national body. Yeah. So we have somebody Blimey. here in authority when oh. it comes to badminton. Claire... Ian is listening to you intently right now. Um, Ian is saying that uh, badminton is not a sport. It's ridiculous. Respond. Well, that's ridiculous to say that. It's uh, the fastest racket sport. So you can't really say it's for old people or anything like that. Granted, you can slow it down, but it goes over 200 miles an hour. So you try and react to that. Yeah, Ian, you try and react to that. Right, right just, just one second, Claire. And thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Um, but I just have to grass up Justin. He was dissing it as well this morning. He's Not just as much as you. He's doing what I did with with when Pippa came in. He's bottling it. Um, but but also it is it is. You'll get more old people saying we're going to go and have a little bit of the old badminton than than they will say proper tennis. Well, I mean, I think you'll find it's from young kids all the way up to the elderly. That's why it's a great sport because you can play at any level. But it's, you say 200 miles an hour. You can get a tennis ball faster than that, can't you? It's over 200 miles an hour now. I can't quote the exact speed yeah. because it changes all the time. Yeah. But it's, but, but it tennis is the fastest racket sport. But tennis is... is OK, come on, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's duke this out. I'm sure oh, you can look after you yourself. Let, um, let's, let's duke this out, Claire. Tennis, it's a bigger court. It's a bigger racket. It's a harder racket. It's a harder ball. It's a harder game, isn't it? Tennis is a tougher game. You can't deny that. No, not at all. What? Bigger racket, bigger surface area to hit it with. Yeah. More danger. No. You've been... Well, you've heard about injuries. Yeah, we have had some. So I know someone that's blind in one eye from playing badminton as well. Well, this is it. This is the third eye story we've heard from uh, from someone getting uh, shuttlecocked in the face. Yeah, it's brutal. We had someone broke their leg earlier on. They're going to be out of action. Get this, Claire, for nine months. Yeah, it's not good. Stay there. Stuart's in Milton Keynes. Stuart's called in. Morning, Stuart. Morning, how you doing? I- I'm fine. What, what, what's your take on badminton? O- yeah, old no. man sport, or is it is it the, the, the best sport around? Oh, it's fantastic. I really? I love badminton, mate. 23, and uh, I've been playing for 10 years. It's a really great sport. Tell me... Hang on a minute. You're not Claire's husband, are you? I'm not, Okay, no. all right, okay. No. Tell, tell me why it's so good. <laughs> Um, oh, it's, 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 as she said, it's for all ages, you can play in all weathers, you know, it's indoors, don't have to rely on the on, on being summer, 
uh, good exercise. If you join a club, it's all the social side of things. And it's a skillful sport as well. It's not just the person who hits it hardest wins, you know. Claire, where explain? Because I don't see the skill. Explain the skill to me, Claire. Well, there's more to it than just whacking it. Um, guys' game tends to be a lot sort of harder and faster than ladies' game, but it's more like chess than anything else. Oh, now come on, Claire! <laughs> I was with. You. I've been with you all the way, and then you can't say it's more. It's nothing like chess. Well, it is because you have to look at your partner's positioning, where you think they're going to go. You have to predict where they're going, and you have to place the shuttle where they're not going to be. Yeah, you're not embarrassed though. It's called a shuttlecock. No, not at all. You, 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 Makes for more banter and more innuendo. Okay, so you like that? sport fun. Oh, Ian, can I just interrupt here for a second? Yeah, go, go. I spoke to Ben a moment ago. Yeah. Um, he said to me that he's had a, a shuttlecock in his face many times, but uh, he's got this little scar just below his eye yeah. uh, playing last week. And Claire, actually, tell Ian this. You've been spanked whilst playing Sorry? badminton. No, this is absolutely true. Tell Ian, uh, playing going above, tell Ian about the time that you were spanked playing the game. Yeah, I mean, we're playing mixed doubles. You, uh, The lady has to crouch at the front of the court yeah. um, to get out of the way of the man. And uh, my partner managed to follow through with his racket straight onto my back. Oh, he followed through? <laughs> That's what I say. Innuendos. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I wouldn't know where to look, whether to look at you or the... Well, so, uh, well, so okay, so it, it, can be, it can be sexy fun, it can be dangerous, and it's like chess. Stuart, is this, is this ringing true with you? <laughs> um, vaguely. I mean, I can see the tactical side of things, definitely, is, you know... A bit more active than chess, that's for sure. Ever followed uh, through on the, the badminton court? <laughs> <laughs> or had sexy uh, fun? Well, can't have had sexy fun, but, uh, you know, you, you can hit a few people, that's for sure, yeah. Uh, Stuart, listen, it's, it's a great sport. Thank it's you very much indeed. Uh, 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 Claire, if people want to come and, and, and uh, learn badminton, uh, do, do you teach it? Do you run classes? Yeah, um, my other half actually coaches here with right. the home of the Performance Centre, so okay. uh, hopefully it'll be the new generation of England players. But we've actually got Badminton Essentials starting in the next week for adults and students. OK. Uh, so they can come down on Mondays 7 till 9 or Sundays 10 till 12. OK, so it's, so it's only a two-hour window, so it's not too strenuous? No, uh, you'll be sweating, well and truly, by the time you finish. I'm o- as long as I don't follow through and as I, I get spanked, <laughs> that, that'll be good. Claire, you've been a very good sport. Thank you very much. Justin Dealey. Yes, boss. You're a flipping coward, mate. Why? What have I done? Because you, you, you did what I did when Pippa came in. Yeah, go on. You bottled it, mate. No, You no. totes bottled well, it. I'll tell you what, then. I'll tell you what. How about you and me, a couple of rackets yep. and a couple of shuttlecocks next week right. on a court in Luton? Just, I'm up for that. I've got to go, but we've also got you a pole dancing gig as well, Just. I'm, the reason I'm going is you've got Ben from Dorking. Morning, Ben. Good morning. Ben, oh, I'm, I'm very well. We've only got a minute. I'm sorry to, sque- to have to squeeze you in, but go on. What's yeah. your story? Um, basically, uh, we run quite. I'm the, one of the only men in the country to run a pole dancing studio. Oh. Um, and we teach anything from women's institute, private school children, where you know, they're 16 upwards. Um, we do life coaching. Pole dancing. I was, I was confused. Not badminton. Pole dancing. No pole dancing. You teach it to, to the WI. WI, come and do it. It beats a beetle drive, I suppose. Sexy older women. But, Ben, come on. It's sexual, isn't it? No, only, only for, it's only sexual for guys that go into clubs at night and put, it, put See, the money this in is, women's knickers. This is the... This is the and I'm, I'm, we're going to run out of time, Ben. I'm really sorry. We'll, we'll get you yeah. back again. But this is the, the thing. Oh, it's only sexual if you perceive it. Well, well, well no. The, what, a, a woman it, gripping... It's, it's, only, it's only sexual for someone who's been in a nightclub and stuck money in a woman's pants. You know, apart from that... Well, we teach no, but, but, wi- but women gripping a metal pole with their no. groinage, that's, that's sexual. No, it's not. Not at all. 
Ben, listen, thank you for calling. I'm sorry it's been so short. Thank you to all the calls. Justin, we're going to get you a, a gig doing some uh, polnastics with Pippa as well. I for- yeah, I forgot to mention that. Uh, that's it. That's your lot. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 London bound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton. Two lanes are blocked after an accident. Severe delays on the approach with queues starting just after Junction 12 for Flitwick. On the speed sensors, it's really having a knock-on to the A5 southbound, which is very heavy between Halton Regis and Markgate as people divert from the M1. The M25 anti-clockwise also still looking very slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport, that's all looking good, though, with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Oh, we've got someone who wants to come on and talk about burlesque dancing now. Oh, dear. It's getting very steamy in here, very steamy. That's it, that's your lot. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Catherine. JBS is up next. Until tomorrow, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, should young offenders have their criminal record removed when they turn 18? An inquiry has told MPs and...